Any one of them, I really need that. <laughs> I say we're live, dude. <laughs> oh. Hey guys, welcome back to the anime collector. <laughs> a very random pony. Welcome to the life. OCA podcast <laughs> with myself and uh, Don Jobo Agi. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> Oh, a couple things I want to talk about before we get too far into things. Um, it's been an exhausting day for me. Normally, I go to bed at around noon, and I get up at like 7.30 for the podcast, just so I'm super well-rested. I usually work on a night schedule anyway. Today, I had a doctor's appointment for my, like a prenatal doctor's appointment for my wife, super early in the morning, and then we had to go back to the hospital um at five to uh to to meet with the pediatrician so i'm kind of tired i also took <laughs> between the morning appointment and the night appointment i took a um a nyquil <laughs> and slept for three hours and it hasn't quite uh come off yet so i'm drinking a red bull to to try to counteract it which is not something i recommend doing but i have a job to do with this podcast so as we get into it i want to talk about something real quick um, in fact, I want to make sure put on the computer that the link is there. Um, so with my um, first impressions video of Death Note, that I just want to bring up real quick. Basically, um, I managed to avoid getting it demonetized at the beginning, because what happened is the way that we recorded it, and I talked about this a bit in our last podcast, um, but the way that we recorded it, uh, I had, I created videos in the, uh, like in my video manager through, like I did a Google Hangout in order to get Duo Reviews um, camera, right? Those all got demonetized. Luckily, the actual video didn't, but now it, it ended up getting demonetized uh, for having, the, I'm assuming for having the word death in the title and in the tags. Um, so I'm just bringing this up real quick in case um, you guys want to help me with this. I've been doing everything that I can. I, I kind of have to be careful what I say too because it's uh, I, I'm, I'm right on the verge of like a community guideline breach in saying this. But um, I've been doing everything that I can to get that video re-monetized um, because I, according to how YouTube has their things set up right now, they, they did a horrible job rolling out this um, change. But basically, there was a moment where a bunch of videos, like site-wide, a bunch of channels got a ton of their videos demonetized. I got, I was very fortunate in that um, most of the videos that got hit for me were either, you know, like it was a valid strike, for instance, the grab bag series. Like uh, I can understand why they would demonetize that. Um, and uh, the other the other stuff was like old update videos that nobody's watching anyway that are currently unlisted. So it doesn't even matter with those ones. But with this particular video, uh, it really bothered me because I, I spent two weeks straight working on it. Uh, it was a heck of a difficult edit. Um, because there was an audio desyncing problem. So uh, in YouTube's internal document stuff that, that creators have an opportunity to look at, it says that um, it says that that you have 
seven days to reach a thousand views on on the video, uh, basically, which means that. Um, uh, let me start. Let me start that over. Because so many people are getting flagged, man, my brain is all over the place right now. Because so many people are getting flagged, they can't go through all of the requests to review flagged content because the content's getting flagged automatically based on um, closed automatic closed captioning, which is almost always wrong. Um, the title of the video, which in this case having the word death in it, uh, flagged it. Even I, I'm, I'm guessing that's what flagged it, even though. Uh, it's not about the topic of death. It's about a movie which has the title death in it, right? You know what I mean? It's like it's not about um, – it's it's tripping it incorrectly in terms of why an advertisement wouldn't want to have anything to do with it. So anyway, in the, um, in the internal documents, it says that they aren't – at this time, because of the, the, the volume of stuff that's coming in, they aren't actually going to review any videos uh, that are – they aren't going to review any requests to appeal the uh, – the demonetization unless the video reaches a thousand views in under seven days right now the way that that's phrased i was under the impression that i needed to do everything i could within those seven days since i submitted the uh appeal to get to a thousand more views from where i was which at the time was like 60 views i've done basically everything that i can um on my end and i've i've gotten i i think i'm just about to break a thousand views but i'm beyond the seven day threshold but i actually had this weird thing happen recently where when i sort my videos by limited to no ads um, it actually shows that those videos are still there but the monetization symbol had changed and when i clicked on it it was showing it like a regular monetized video, and then the next day that switched back. So it's all all this weird stuff's going on. But when it switched back, I noticed that the phrasing regarding the thousand views was was phrased differently in the actual video. And it basically says that I have to once I reach that threshold, then it'll trigger uh, it'll it'll basically trans transition me into the queue to get the video appealed. That's a very long winded way of saying that. So what I'm saying now, video, there is a link. Uh, and I would just read read the description uh, at the beginning. Uh, but basically, if you guys want to help me, because I can get on my own doing all the hustling I've been doing uh, these last um, like two weeks, uh, or really, actually, I, I guess mostly just last week, because um, that's when the uh, demonetization happened was about eight or nine days ago. Um, I can get about five to six hundred views in that seven day period. So if you guys wanted to help me either by watching it yourself on a playlist that's looped or whatever, uh, and just sort of help bring it up a couple more views or, um, or share it with your friends or whatever, I'm just trying to, um, I'm basically from now for like maybe the next week, I'm just gonna keep up with, with my normal regimen of trying to help get to that threshold so I can get that thousand views in seven days. If you guys want to help, go ahead and check the description. Um, there's a link there, which I'm going to remove once the, uh, once all this is handled. Um, or basically, you know, just in, in the future, I, I, there's a chance that I'm not going to get this video repealed and that's fine. That's fine. I, I'm, I'm, I will have done everything I could. So I just want to bring that up and it looks like we've got, uh, some viewers now. So I'm going to address that. Um, hello viewers. How are you today? This. I'm doing fine. Anyway, uh, all right. So, so Etty Dynamic Kitty Honey Thirty are here. Good to see you guys. 
Yes, yes, I do have quite the good mic. Another episode okay. Yep. Then you probably would oh no. Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, FTDM, you you get where I'm coming from. That that the reason I was so strict on it in the beginning regarding the thousand views is because that initial burst gets you the the majority of the views the video is gonna get. Yeah. So that's why I was trying so hard in the beginning. It looks like if if we had because the, the podcast usually gets ten to twenty-five viewers on on the first day and then a little over a hundred uh in that coming week and most of the views because the podcast is usually a couple hours long are probably people returning and stuff but i just figure if people are going to bed and they and they want to uh to help me with what's in the description um and just play things that way then uh we could probably just tip it'll probably tip things over that extra amount i need to get to that thousand in a seven day period so um yeah well see the thing is that uh because it's demonetized or it's it's limited monetization um it's not like i'm gonna ads won't even show up on it anyway you know um so yeah so um a lot of angry orchard ads for some reason Oh really? Uh, I have so the other thing is I've got YouTube Red. So for me, um, I don't even see it. And and the thing about limited, I, I don't really want to accuse YouTube of doing this. Uh, that's not like don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not saying that they're doing this. I, I don't. I have zero proof to this. But limited to no ad videos are still, um, they're still it's still possible to get YouTube Red revenue from them. Like YouTube Red because people are are coming to see your video on YouTube um, and it's not an advertiser issue, YouTube red revenue still comes in. So ironically, I've actually earned um, a decent amount from this video just for my own uh, spreading it around to people who happen to have YouTube red or my own YouTube red views trying, trying to push it up because it's just, it's really unfair to be stuck in this position uh, because their automatic rollout flagged it incorrectly. So but anyway, let's move on from this before I cross that community guideline. Uh, like if I say the wrong thing. Anyway, uh, so first things first, uh, maybe we should wait for more viewers um, before we talk about the Kickstarter stuff. What do you think? Yeah, go ahead and show off what you got. You want to do? Um, do you want to do uh, pickups first? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So, oh God, I just I just made eye contact with. Uh, what I get to talk about, and it reminded me. So a couple days ago, <laughs> oh god, this is an article I should have brought up. Uh, a Democrat um, councilman, I guess, left his seat because it, he was outed as a furry. Um, and uh, I, I commented on on a tweet, and it kind of blew up overnight. <laughs> um, basically, the I quoted the article, which said the councilman claims his fursuit fetish is in no way sexual to which i replied i've seen a uh a furry documentary that leads me to believe otherwise so that furry documentary which i may have talked about in the podcast before is it's it's a it's a documentary put on by the people who hosted the convention so fur fright 2009 and i i said something that triggered a lot of people i basically said um I went into the documentary 
open-minded to the idea that the stereotypes weren't true. And then my next statement was, they are true and they're 10 times worse than I thought. Um, apparently, people in the furry community who knew already like the extent that things get to there and what like i guess basically they know all the stereotypes because they live it um they took their threshold of what they know and multiplied that by 10 whereas i was saying that what i knew multiplied by 10 got me to their threshold you know so they were claiming that i was saying that um furries like sacrifice babies to satan <laughs> or something so anyway um that was an interesting uh, event. And coincidentally, right before this ended up happening, I actually found another <laughs> another furry convention document. And I, I'm a sucker for, for having anime convention or you know fandom convention things uh, as documentaries in, in my collection. So I picked up this one too. And surprisingly, this one is actually a pressed DVD. I was really shocked that they went to the trouble of, of pressing it rather than uh, just burning it. It's much cheaper to do that. Uh, for, for what you would expect for these low quantities. Now, I also picked up Metal Gear Saga Volumes 1 and 2. I believe this is a documentary, and this is Metal Gear Solid for the movie, which means that it's just the cutscenes, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's what it is. Uh, oh, God, I can't even pronounce this. Um, Myotome. Strife. It's written, it's not even written this way on the cover of the DVD. Well, actually, underneath, it's O tilde S dot F-I-R. So I'm not even going to try. But underneath here, it's like written. I can't, I can't get to it, though. I'm not, I don't you care. Could, I don't care enough to bring it spine. up. Say what? You could read the spine. No, but the spine doesn't have... Uh, it's It's written like ridiculously small right up there what i was looking for I still see the different colors navy blue another navy blue and lime green anyway so podcast was it podcast six where we talked about dmc yes so now we're in podcast nine okay yeah that makes sense okay so no, actually, was it six? I, I brought it was up seven. in it six it seven. and seven. We talked about the seven conclusion. Is what we talked about. Okay. So, I've been trying to get my hands on the live-action Detroit Metal City for months. I found it after Podcast 6, when we needed to go into Podcast 7, where we talked about it. Um, I ordered it. Two weeks go by. Next podcast, don't have it, right? Um Eventually, after that, I contacted the people who sold it to me when I still didn't have it because I bought it from Amazon Canada. Hey. And uh, I, I talked to them, and they said, oh, like, we accidentally put in the wrong code for, the, for like, the tracking number, and it, it was somebody else in your area code. You should see it in the next couple of days. Another week and a half go by, still don't have it message them again and they're like we're sorry that it hasn't arrived um would you like a refund or would you like us to send you another one and bear in mind this is a really expensive movie okay um the reason i bought all those other viz the live action viz movies um in that other podcast when i discussed all this stuff was because of how expensive some of them were getting and i wanted to make sure that i had them before any other ones could go into the same horrible state that live action Detroit metal cities in because it's really expensive. 
it was about two hundred dollars Canada, you know, Canadian dollars on Amazon Canada where I bought it, which brought it down to like one hundred and sixty U.S. dollars. Um, so they sent me a, a replacement. I was, I was actually really shocked. I'm like, hey, if you guys ha if you guys actually have another one, go ahead and send it to me. They sent me the Malaysian bootleg, <laughs> and uh, I called them out on it. They gave me a full refund, and then shockingly, like just the other day, um, I found it on eBay for forty bucks. So, <laughs> so I really lucked out. This is the official one um, from Viz Pictures, as you can see. So I'm really psyched about that because uh, that that. That movie was bothering me that I didn't have it for a long time since we had to watch it for the podcast. So I had to find a sneaky way to do it. And then last thing I want to talk about, um, I recently picked up, I had sort of an interesting thing happen. Um, so as you guys know, I'm, my wife and I are about to have a baby and we're, we're developing out the birth plan. And we had to decide certain things like whether or not we want her to get the vitamin K shot when she's first born. And I'm against it uh, because the vitamin K in it is synthetic. So we decided to order some um, some plant-based vitamin K uh, drops. Uh, so we were basically bringing our own rather than relying on the hospital to use whatever they're going to use for the drops. And uh, the vitamin K vial was eligible for one day uh, free delivery, like free shipping. Uh, for next day and um, but it needed me to get something else also available for next day that was to take it over a certain um, price threshold to make it you know worthy worth them to actually ship it like that and uh, I looked through a whole bunch of different supplements by the same people none of them were who <laughs> are available for that and then I'm like okay I'm just gonna go through my um, while my wife is looking for for something uh, to to get us into that threshold. I'm just going to go through my, my saved for later on Amazon. And this, this was the first thing that came to mind. And to my shock, this was next day delivery as well. So I also bought uh, attack on Titan, the uh, junior high, whatever is actually in a very thin uh, chipboard case. It's kind of interesting, but um, so that's the last thing I picked up and I literally ordered this yesterday. <laughs> so it was kind of cool that it, that it arrived so quickly. Um, so that's, that's all my stuff. Um, um, hey, wait, wait, Lou's here. Hey, Lou, here. how are you? How did you enjoy interlude? <laughs> he was just tweeting about this. He just watched it. Um, so anyway, I've been meaning to watch it. So I want to know. Anyway, go ahead, Augie. Well, I luckily got a Attack on Titan Junior High from Walmart. So start off, I finally completed something, and that's a standalone complex with, with a standalone complex, The Laughing Man. I know I'm missing the sleeve. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's sleeveless, but I can upgrade later. Up next is something from from uh, Anime Works. That's also a Aniplex title, and that is Mirage of Blaze. Of Blaze? It is Blaze. Oh, World of Mirage of Blaze. Uh, the no idea what to expect from this. Might be something I'm not interested in, but it, but it sounds like a mystery from what I've read. Um, I'm just gonna say it looks like one of those things that's not technically a yaoi, but it's basically a yaoi. It's like get get backers or one of those shows. That's what it looks like to me. Hmm. I thought get backers was straight, but anyway, well, yaoi is not actually defined. Uh, it, 
it's oh, you're known talking as, about shown in AI. See, the thing is that Yaoi is actually, in, in terms of a genre, is more broadly defined as made for women, right? So what I'm saying is uh, that it's that it doesn't have to be overtly sexual or relationship-wise, but I'm saying that it's it is it is designed to be sort of fan service that way you get what i'm saying it's like it's it's like it's, it doesn't fall saying. into the definition but out. it's basically walking the edge is what i'm getting at yeah you almost said fudoshi bait but fujoshi bait that, there's that's a good that's a good way of putting it i suppose well, it's, it's light it's soft fujoshi bait let's put it that way well this probably isn't helping my image but uh another <laughs> one from anime works that i completed is uh the first season of night hunters now i can finally combine it with this gray box that feels like it's about to fall apart but apparently have a really good one if if it makes you feel better since i just showed you that i also have mirage of blaze also i also have nine hunters <laughs> there's our images tarnished forever <laughs> well i finally says, got uh, hold on lou says that interlude was forgettable but he doesn't regret watching it it's basically shelter regarding interlude shelter yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not, I've never heard of Shelter. I haven't, I haven't sat down and watched that one. Anyway, continue with your pickups. All right, and now it's time for me to have an ego as I talk about I my me with these strawberry eggs. Complete collection, all from Genion in this Bailey box. Did I? Oh, no, Hold you on. did not put that article up. No, 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 not about that. Did I ever talk about picking up strawberry eggs? I think I picked that up after. We started the podcast. No, I think I might have actually said, never said yeah, anything. All right. Well, it was a while ago. I picked it up. <laughs> However, I hope you watched. Uh, I hope you're able to watch all the stuff that you need to catch up on. Because if you didn't watch uh, Lucky Star, I got a fistful of Fuku right here. I'm all caught up. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, so what's up on your end? Are, we, are you done with your pickups? Yes, I'm done with the pickups. Okay, so I want to want to catch up real quick on, on some of this chat. Um, Blue anime okay, says, so, "Whoa, nice." Uh, FDGM said, "Fetish that is non-sexual isn't well. That's a, a fetish being sexually aroused or a non-sexual thing." Yes. See, the the thing is that that's because I. I uh, this is going back to the whole furry thing that I tweeted out. Um, I tweeted the response right before I went to bed. And that is exactly the thought that went through my mind. But then when I looked at it in the morning, I realized that the article, the article quoted just the part where he said is in no way sexual. They put the, they put the word fetish. The fursuit fetish was part of, that was their language. And then it turned out that his response, see, I, I thought the exact same thing when I, when I saw it. this is one of the major reasons why I put out that tweet anyway. Um, and then he also wants to know why am I buying my Otome slash Hime stuff when Funimation is going to re-release that all? Because uh, I don't care waiting. about the re-release. I already have the rest of the show on DVD from Bandai, so I want the Bandai version. I'm still anyway. waiting for Crest of the Stars to be re-released. Maybe a layer on Toonami. Um, which one oh, comes yeah, first, Crest of the Stars or Bandai of the Stars? Crest of the Stars, then Banner of the Stars, then Banner of the Stars 2, then okay. uh, some OVA that I'm not sure has been released or not. Then oh, I have seen Crest of the Stars because I watched, I watched whatever one was first. 
Oh, yeah, that reminds me. I had a house fire about six years ago. None of this was affected right behind this great wall of anime behind me. I was able to find something that I thought I lost. And that was the promotional disc for IGPX, which includes episode one, the trailer to IGPX, a link to IGPX.com, music, and a screensaver. Ooh. I bet you none of those links work anymore. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Um, so let's see. Remember in podcast one, I I explored G4 TV's website, and right. surprisingly, it's it's a ghost town, but it's still up. Uh, Kitty Honey says, "Wow, that's a lot of money." I'm assuming she's referring to or. You, I'm, you were talking I'm about guessing. The I'm guessing the gender based on the name, but <laughs> I'm assuming they're referring to. Uh, to the Detroit Metal City costing two hundred bucks. Yeah, it's it's out it's outrageous for the for the live action movie. Um, Fate Zero, Sir Lancelot Deluxe says, "Bro, I, I thought eBay scams a lot. eBay, eBay doesn't. eBay a lot of eBay sellers do." Um, oh man, you know what's going to happen in a week. Hold on. Um, FDDM says he remembers when Amazon.ca was able to get free non-prime shipping and it would be in his mailbox in less than 24 hours. That's pretty nice. Um, FDDM responding to what Lou was saying about Shelter and us not knowing what it was. says, Shelter is that music video thing. Some English-speaking guy got animated in Japan and everyone loved it, but I haven't even, haven't been bothered. I, I still don't know what it is. <laughs> I like to <laughs> call that Captain Mikey, but other people will complain. Uh... Kitty Honey Thirty says they love um, me, my strawberry eggs, and FDDM is just FDDM has caught up to work to the like these are new comments about yeah, answering yeah. questions I asked that already got answered. <laughs> All right, so um, want to know what happens in a Kickstarter week? stuff? What? Want to know what happens in a week? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to AWA. AWA yeah. <laughs> um. Ooh. Stockpiled up. I can't wait to grab stuff. Can't wait to show off stuff afterwards. Yeah. So FDDM, this is uh, something that is only going to affect you. The item I was referring to that Augie's going to look for at AWA is this. That's that's the whole reason. You you. It's probably going to be like, ah, oh, of course. But uh, let's talk about um. Let's talk about Kickstarter. As per the pact of anime collectors to always let people know, let each other know about Kickstarter um, projects going on. Related to anime, so this isn't technically uh, anime in the sense that yeah, neither yeah, was. show the pseudo anime ghetto. Yeah, it's it's the same thing as sort of like uh, Avatar, you know. But uh, they're probably almost certainly not going to get there. I've got sixty two hours left. Uh, it's called Prima Seven. Um, if you guys want to check out a video that goes into detail on it, because I backed it just simply because it's on Kickstarter and it's an anime style theme thing. But if you want to actually know about it. B-Dub, the anime master, um, has a video uh, that he just recently put out where he talked about it, so you can get information about it there. The other Kickstarter anime, Oh Dear God, um, is somebody is soloing a full-length animated movie, as in they're doing all of it by themselves. Um, and it says, widely acclaimed for its digital effects and Ghost in the Shell 2 Innocence, for, pardon, for his digital effects, uh, Saku Sakamoto sets out on a one-man animated film project. So he's going to do... Basically, this is kind of what... What's his name? Um, Shinkai Maharoshi. did? No. M Makoto Shinkai did with um, 
I think it's Voices of a Distant Star, where he animated everything about it himself. He, he basically made the entire movie by himself. Uh, so that's what's going on here. Um, if you Didn't guys movie, want... What's up? Didn't that movie start off in uh, 1995? Voices of a Distant Star? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's. I think he had been working on it for... Um, for a while like because when you when you're doing everything all by yourself it takes some time but um regarding regarding this movie here who if you want a physical copy like you want a dvd slash blu-ray it's going to cost you if you live in the united states at least it's going to cost you like 210 bucks just so you know so it is this no not that one this one the autographed blu-ray of the movie if you pledge 170 or more, and when you click on that, because this is ma- being made in Japan, it the it'll up you to 210 or whatever, 205, 210 for getting it sent to uh, uh, to America. So just FYI, I remember the, moving... for the first uh, yeah. first Kickstarter you pointed out. I remember them on YouTube trying to hype up what they're what they're trying to do, saying that they're the best, but are you are you sure? At, are you sure that was for Primus Seven and not for Children of Eden? I don't know. They're blending together. Yeah, they do blend together. Um, I saw. I went to. I tried to record a video, a lot, uh, a um, a first impressions video, going to see um, Ancient Magus Bride in theaters. That video was a disaster, um, so I'm probably not going to release it. But um, did you at least enjoy it? Well, it's it's complicated. To I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna talk okay. about it just in case I do end up finishing up the video. It's gonna it's one of those things where the the narrative of the story goes. It's like you you drove we basically drove into a brick wall because something didn't go quite the way it was supposed to. And it totally derails the whole direction the video is going in. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'm going to fix it or not. I'm going to wait for now. But basically, um, they played a trailer for, or not even a trailer, like the first 15 minutes of Children of Eden. And it was like they were hyping it up like it's this great landmark thing. And, and to a degree, yes, it is in the sense that it is that, you know, bridging the divide in terms of, um, you know, anime no longer being something that's strictly Japanese, but it, it was says who it wasn't anything special, you know. I'm just saying it wasn't. It wasn't. They were making. They're making it out to be a lot better. Like they, it didn't have the merit that they were ascribing to it. I'm just gonna say it wasn't. It wasn't interesting in my opinion. I didn't. It. It just wasn't. It didn't. It wasn't gripping at all. Um. So, but um. Anyway, back to Kickstarter related things. Something we should probably also bring up. Under the dog has a new Kickstarter. They're about to launch for a live action short and a music video. And I think also they want to eventually do a uh, animated series to further, um, you know, follow the world of under the dog. And chances are, (laughs) chances are that they are going to have a really hard time uh, getting people on board with this next one because they perhaps not their fault, but they really botched the last, the last Kickstarter that they did. So Going forward, just so you know, the new Kickstarter is not going to be like, you know how people on Kickstarter have an account and they host the Kickstarter through their account. So the account that the original Under the Dog was 
um, you know, published under was Mentat Studios LLC. Uh, they they mentioned in the project update uh, email that that it's not going to be through Mentat. It's going to be through a, a new user on Kickstarter. So, just so you know. Um, so, what were you going to say, Augie? Oh, all right. Uh, I wasn't really impressed impressed with the initial project. Then again, I feel like the director has other leads to have his project funded without doing crowdfunding from the first place, but Sorry, that's just you, my opinion. I, I Regarding what? I, huh? I missed the meeting. Regarding which title? Uh, under the dog. Under the dog. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't, it, the way, the, everything after what you said about that could have also been about the soloing project. <laughs> uh, so I, I wasn't sure which one you were talking about. Um, yeah. The, my biggest complaint, Lou, with uh, Under the Dog is that I backed it twice with two different accounts. Once so that I could get the Blu-ray and DVD standard edition, and once so that I could get the Kickstarter exclusive one. And they only made one. So <laughs> so I ended up getting two copies of the exact same thing, even though I spent more for one of them, which I, I, I was pretty frustrated about. Uh, FDDNM says, speaking of B-Dub, referring to B-Dub the Anime Master, uh, he definitely thinks that he should be on the podcast. Um, yeah, I've been I've been saying that sort of behind the scenes for a while. I'd love to have B-Dub on the podcast because he um, you know, I, it's one of those things where you just like, I, I feel like when I watch his content that uh we had a very similar, like, you know, it's, you can just tell that it had a very similar collecting experience growing up. Like we probably got into it around the same time, had a lot of the same experience, went, went to the same stores, similar to how Augie and I are, um, but sort of in a, in a little bit of a different way. So he'd be a great person to have on the podcast. FDM mm -hmm. says the ancient Magus bride was only the first three episodes of the anime. Uh, and I don't think you should push for it. the full series. Thing about Ancient Magus Pride, just just so, so it's understood, um, my wife had seen the first two episodes, so I think that it's. I don't think it's three episodes of the anime. I think what it is is that there was a there were three OVAs that are like a precursor to the anime. Yeah. Um, I I still don't fully understand what I saw. It was bizarre to to say the least. But basically, um, my wife had seen as they came out the first two episodes because uh, she doesn't wait for things to get released on DVD like I do all the time. And uh, I went to go see it. Uh, we were under the impression that they were going to play all three episodes and not just the third one. Apparently they just played the third one. My wife didn't remember. Uh, it was, it was really, it was a bizarre, like I said, it's, it's hard to explain because it just, everything was going one direction and then we just, veered a whole different way because it, it didn't, didn't go right. So what we were going to basically do is um, come back to it, watch the other two, and then do our first impressions. But it's just like enough time has gone by. It's probably the video probably won't get made. Um, there are three OVAs. Watch OVAs being prequel to the manga. Right. I'm really digging the manga. I've really? watched a few episodes. Okay, so he's... Like so, hold on, hold on. Sorry, sorry. He said... He said, okay, so he said, they aired three OVAs, which your wife watched. My wife had seen two OVAs. Um, OVAs being prequel to the manga, right? Then the episodes you watched were three episodes of the TV anime. I saw them in theaters. Like, it was it was the Crunchyroll screening event that they did it in theaters. I'm pretty sure it was just the third OVA. 
Um, but I could be wrong. It was it was really weird. It was hard to understand what was. I mean, it's one of those things where you can kind of understand what was going on. It's not that you couldn't fig follow what was happening, but it felt like they didn't set up characters and stuff correctly. Like it felt like I jumped in midway in that regard. Not that I couldn't necessarily follow what was going on. You get what I mean? Like um, it felt like I was supposed to know who some people were or what their relationship was or connected. And it was bizarre. You know, you might be right like though. Jumping into a soap opera that you have to oh, watch it. Was, it was just so weird. You might chapter. be right though, because they do show, I think her name's Chitose. They do show the main character meeting the the magus guy right they showed that and i'm like i turn to my wife and i'm like i don't understand what's going on you you've seen this before right it's anyway i, I don't want to i don't want to keep going on it because it was just ugh, it was it was bizarre it wasn't a great it was let's not talk a great more, video and I'm, let's I'm talk more that, about it when we get the complete collection yeah i'm glad that youtubers have the ability to choose what they publish because that was really it's just cringing the whole way through making that video anyway so go ahead go ahead Augie. you were going to say something about the ancient magus bread before I cut you off. And I said what I was going to say. I really okay. like the the manga, and I can't wait to own the series. So okay, well, I, I'd like it's to see the rest of it. It, just, it was it was a weird experience because it didn't go like at all like I was thinking it was going to. So next yeah, up, well. I want to bring up um, Sentai's phasing out DVDs. That's something that we should definitely talk about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's what I understand. I don't know. I haven't read any. What anyone else has written, but from my own thoughts about this, they phase. They went ahead and announced that they're going to phase out DVDs by the end of 2019. Yeah, and everybody seems to have misinterpreted that as they're not doing any more at all from right. now. You know, even though they have other other claims in their message that kind of kind of we're not going to do it but we'll do it for shows that were released in a low definition not right okay so to 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 make it crystal clear what's going on if they had started releasing something on dvd and it was like you know collection one of four then the other three collections are they're going to release them on dvd okay if you bought collection one of something on dvd you don't have to worry that they're not going to release the rest of it also on dvd basically all right um and also uh some titles they're going to be forced to they they're, they basically didn't they basically didn't jump on the standard def on blu-ray bandwagon yet um so basically certain titles are still going to come out on dvd because there's no blu-ray source for them you know there's no japanese blu-ray they haven't already been mastered for release in japan kind of thing so certain things are still going to come out on dvd but they're trying to phase everything out of dvd by the end of 2019 is that does that sound like an accurate way of saying it that's an accurate way of saying it you have that going on you have the flood that destroyed their headquarters apparently i hope everyone's fine safe and well with their families but i think this might be be a way to quickly gain back some capital to recover from that major hit insurance aside yeah so you have that going on i i've i spoke with you on this i can see dvds being faded out at 2020 because the whole uh whole windows 7 will be phased out at that point too you mean you mean industry-wide not just anime Industry-wide. 
Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, um, I think we're. I think that DVDs will get phased out when DVD sales start start tanking, in terms of the rest of the industry outside of anime, and right now the anime industry in particular is a little bit ahead of the curve, which is interesting because it was ahead of the curve with the whole DVD crash as well. Um, things things happening in this industry with with the anime. Um, optical media market is indicative of what's going to happen to the rest of the DVD industry, interestingly enough. Um, so personally with, go ahead. Now here's another thing too. For the longest time, even with Blu-ray coming out, people don't really buy Blu-ray as often, or maybe they are. What I understand, they're not buying DVD as often. Was, there's more DVD is more readily available for people, like on your laptops, in your living exactly. room. Even though you can buy a DVD, a Blue Play, Blu-ray player that will upscale and play your DVDs anyway. Right. So another factor to consider is the factor of quantity of supply. Right. So if you use too much DVDs and there's more Blu-rays, the Blu-ray prices will obviously there's too much of a surplus they're going to try to cheapen it mm -hmm. cheapen it to kind of balance off the demand the whole supply demand scenario going on right right um so also um outside of anime i don't think that the personally i don't think that the dvd market is going to be gone in at 2019 2020 2025 i don't think it's going to disappear that quickly personally because believe it or not VHS tapes for certain titles were still getting made like as late as or even as early as uh, potentially 2008, I think is the last time I remember reading about it, where they don't necessarily sell them at Target, but they're still available. Like they're, they were still, I think, I can't remember if it was Disney or some company, they were releasing their movies and they were still releasing them with a VHS option, even that late into the game. So I don't think DVDs are going to go anywhere uh, for a while. Um, and I, I think that uh, I don't I don't think that it's going to be that big of a deal. Now, in regards to what this means for the company thing, when we talked about right stuff and we talked about the standard def on Blu-ray stuff that Discotech is doing, this is a good idea on their end. Like this is this makes fiscal sense for them because one of the most expensive aspects of creating a you know a product to sell is the replication stage and it's specifically getting the glass masters and the metal stampers made and when you do things on blu-ray you make significantly less of those especially when you're doing standard def on blu-ray for example um they released discotech released the wizard of oz it, it's like 50 episodes but it's standard def on blu-ray so all 50 episodes fit on one disc Right. Whereas if that Same was a box set, or did they do it with that too? Yeah, that's good to know. Um, but whereas if it was a box set, then fifty episodes is going to be you know ten DVDs minimum. You know what I mean, kind of things. So so by doing it this way, they're saving a lot of money, and it allows them to release some titles that otherwise, if they had put them out on DVD, would not get released because it just would have been too great of a risk. Um, now, I definitely need to catch up on this chat. So, FDDM, I just want to establish right now, 
what you're saying makes a lot of sense regarding Ancient Magus Bride. Um, so he's saying that they announced it was three episodes in theaters, referring to the anime. Um, and that that makes a lot of sense. And, and it makes a lot of sense why my wife was confused uh, about it. Because she probably didn't know that there was... Um, an actual show coming out at the time. And she thought that the stuff we saw at anime expo was just a promo for the third OVA or something like that. Um, anyway, you also said, since I confirmed shows without HD, re uh, without HD mastering uh, available will be released on DVD still, right? We brought that up. Said that they will save money on the fact that they only need the Blu-ray license. True. Yeah. Well, saves over. That, that's probably why yeah. they're not doing SD on Blu-ray. That might be one of the reasons why. Um, let's see if we can get the DVD license for some shows in the future. Uh, what do you... What? Yeah, you can license oh, okay. your own. So he's saying we should... we Okay, so he's saying that if, if Sentai is only buying the Blu-ray license, that we could come in <laughs> and start releasing DVDs if we wanted to of those same shows <laughs> by, eh. by getting the DVD license. I don't, I don't think it'll be that easy. <laughs> Uh, that, that obviously was a joke, though. Um, yeah. uh, Cutie Honey says they don't mind the phase-out. You know, it's kind of funny. Okay, well, first of all, I guess I should bring this up. Um, if you don't have Blu a Blu-ray player, Blu -ray Sentai player is doing something right now. Is Sony. The promotional Blu-ray yeah. player that you can buy after your $300 plus, plus uh, purchase at Sentai Filmworks is a Sony blu-ray player which has a coaxial output yeah we'll we'll bring that up in a minute but basically if you don't have a blu-ray player because i i bought a blu-ray player for 12 cents on ebay and because i got it for so cheap the guy didn't ship it uh with care and the blu-ray everything apparently works with it like the netflix plug-in and everything all that stuff seems to work but I don't have a remote. <laughs> he didn't send me a remote with it, so I can't access any of it. And the one part of it that definitely doesn't work is the, the Blu-ray player aspect of it. So um, I didn't have a Blu-ray player. Sentai's doing a uh, Sentai's doing a special promotion right now with the whole phase-out of DVDs and everything, where if you spend more than $299 on their site, um, they will send you a free Blu-ray player. Um, and uh, I, I did that. I... Um, it's kind of complicated. We'll talk about it another time about about all the stuff that I got, but uh, um, I sort of made a deal with FDDNM uh, uh, to to help me not have to spend as much. And so I, I'm going to get the Blu-ray player that they have, which is a Sony Blu-ray player. And this probably means almost nothing, but it is interesting that of all the brands that they would partner with, that it would be Sony, considering Sony just bought majority stake in Funimation. Probably doesn't mean anything, but uh, on the off chance that this pseudo prediction ends up going anywhere, it's kind of something I wanted to bring up on the podcast. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. It goes deeper, Sony. They're using a Sony brand Blu-ray player. Sony's also the one responsible for the DVD, for DVDs to be out. And right. they're also the ones responsible for Blu-ray. Right, that's true. They developed the technology, is what you're saying. Oh yeah, which is strange. Yeah, so, go ahead. One thing that's strange is you you'll hear about the latest and greatest TV, and you always expect the inside guts to be like all these connectors and hookups and everything screwed together. But really, you'll see a lot of ribbon cables, and instead of it can being connected with connectors, sometimes you'll see them just 
splice the ribbon cable and put the, like this heat sensitive glue in there just because it's an old timey technique that they use. Yeah. Um, so FDDM says everyone will have a console that plays Blu-rays nowadays. I don't think anyone should be behind the curb uh, reasonably and Blu-ray players are affordable enough. If not, I don't have a console that plays Blu-ray Blu-rays. I have a PlayStation two, uh, a PlayStation one and a GameCube, <laughs> none of which are hooked up. Um, Lou Talks Anime says, PS2 games stopped being made like two years ago. Yeah. Older tech doesn't die easy because lower income people still use it. It's very true. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I, I think I, I still would rather sit down. If I'm going to play a console game, I'm going to sit down and play something on PS2. You know, that's just how yeah. I am. I don't, I didn't upgrade. Um, I actually, it was, um, what, it's not decision fatigue. What's it? I guess I guess that's part of it. Uh, but they offered too many options with the PS3, and I never bought one. And then they stopped being backwards compatible, and I just stopped playing games after that point. Like I just, well, I, I don't know. On the whole flip side of technology, with all these upper people using cloud to keep up their storage, uh, the backup for cloud. I read this two months ago. They use VHS to back it up. Right, all technologies. Uh, FDDM actually is talking about something like that right now. About he says his mom works at a TV station and they still use tapes to this day. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. All right, uh, so all right, we're caught up. I wanna, I want to bring up something. I actually meant to bring this up during the last podcast. I, I put it on the docket of tabs on my browser, but I did it on this computer instead of the computer that that we actually use for the stuff. Um, Netflix, Neo Yokio, Jaden Smith anime. Um, do you have anything to say about this other than it looks terrible? I don't know what this is. I see a person with strawberry hair and picture that I'm looking at that you're showing me. I don't know if the viewers are watching. It looks like, well, looks like some I sort can... of advertisement for some some sour candy or fruit candy. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to interrupt you for a minute and say, hey, John Shane, how do you enjoy the ADV dub of uh, five centimeters per second? On the ADV DVD. <laughs> then again, you got the discotheque slash Crunchyroll re-release. And the I Bandai re FD, release know. as well. I really hate the ending to that movie. To which movie? Uh, five centimeters per second. Oh, uh, yeah, and... I love watching. Uh, I, I always love watching um, uh, Shinkai's work, but I don't think any of them, with the exception of Garden of Words and uh, Your Name, have any rewatchability. You know, Your, like, your Name I, he actually went somewhere with the ending. Right. Garden of Words, at least the downfall happened at the very end of the credits. Other. I found it to be a very pleasant movie myself. Well, I just think I think that most of them are just really beautiful to look at, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with just making a gorgeous moving painting for a uh, for the type of uh, work that you you do, you know. Um, yeah, but, but uh, if the story spits in my face, I will complain. <laughs> okay, so something that's worth bringing up now. Um, you know, I I often have been quoted. Well, I don't know if I've ever been quoted, but I, I say this a lot, uh, is that uh, 
I love anime, but I hate anime fans a lot of time. Um, and apparently, the was it the director? Yeah, the director for yeah. the live action Death Note film deleted his Twitter after like weeks straight harassment and death threats over the movie. Um, so that's that's crummy, you know. Well, um, like I, I really, I really hate that that. I really hate to be associated with a fandom that is that acts this way, you know. And it's not just it's not just our fandom, like fandoms in general. You know, it's the thing about like the the um you know, there's there's always it's it's the minority voices that speak the loudest, but because they speak the loudest, they're the ones that are heard. So it might not be the majority's opinion that you know the things that are said but because the the few people are so vocal about it 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 seems it, it gives a bad name to everybody else i should just tape this headphone into my ear at this point it's getting so annoying um um on what if i know the chronology of this this happened after the movie i think um, right and i, I hold on hand- i, I want to say something real quick just so it doesn't get too far away from it um because John John Shane hasn't responded <laughs> since since I said that, um, I I found out that John is part of a um, a Facebook group that I'm a part of. So I I, I pulled out a uh, when I saw him in the chat, I pulled I pulled something out that only he would. Yeah, anyway, it, it was a secret code to him to see if it was the same John Shane or if it was just another guy who had the who had the same name. Um, Ren twenty two says Shinkai's films are pretty meh, except for the ones you said. Yeah, the, yeah, they're usually just pretty. But you know what? There's nothing wrong with them just being pretty. You know, I always love it. Like, it's kind of like when people say like, "Oh, I hate this one band because all their songs sound the same." It's like, well, so what? Sometimes you're in the mood for that. Sometimes you're in the mood for an entire album of the same song. You know. Well, how does all the country and rap have the same beat? There's different lyrics. Um, yeah. Garden of Words is good, but the ending was just like, really, dude? You couldn't have just let us have what we wanted. Well, yeah. it's your choice if you want to watch all. If you want to watch the credits all the way. Yeah. yeah the uh, the thing about yeah. But back to Death Note. Uh, if I understand well, it. Well, hold on, right. hold on. I just want to get through this real quick since I'm on it. Lou, Lou Talks Anime says the story of Neil Yokio's production, um, according to Wikipedia, is pretty interesting. Off the, we'll have to check that out later. Maybe we'll talk about that in the next podcast. Um, FTDNM says, I agree, anime fans are really AIDS. Uh, and <laughs> uh, Lou Talks Anime says, apparently, uh, Studio Dean and Production IG collaborated to make it. Huh. It was made like two years ago. That is kind of interesting. John Shane says it's been a year since I've seen it and haven't had a chance to watch the DVD I got, so I don't remember much about it. Well, you just confirmed that it is you. So, uh, well, night. Well, I was gonna say welcome to the club or welcome to the group, but you've probably actually been in there. Yeah. The other thing was uh, I won. I often wondered if um, if the reason you started watching the podcast was because you're part of the same group as us. But anyway. Uh, FDNM says he it's an unpopular opinion, but he loves Studio Dean and hates production IG. Kitty Honey says people take stuff oh, too far oh, now. Yes, strange. they do. And Lou Talks Anime says I was watching other Comics Wave shorts like She and Her Cat and Traveling Daru. I haven't seen Traveling Daru, but I have I bought um I rebought the DVD that came with I think it's five centimeters per second that has She and Her Cat on it. 
so that I could so that I could flip because it has an inverted a reversible cover so I could flip it and stick it in there and have one entry for she and her cat and one for and then it turned out that they punched the UPC so yeah. now I've got on one side I've got this hole that is looking into nothing uh, like the, it's like it's a hole that goes right into the cover and then on the other side there's no hole in the plastic but there's a hole in the cover it looks it looks horrible I gotta rebuy it anyway um, so you wanted to get back to to the death note uh, thing what were you gonna say um, if I understand the chronology chronology of this this happened after the release of the death note film right. so, right. so it was on response one, to what people thought about it right so on one hand you might have people flipping burgers saying that they're arguing and cussing that they can do a better job job and how dare they put mud on my on what i enjoy on the other hand you have a guy that i'm going to do a really good job and expose myself However, I, I can't take this kind of attention because I've exposed myself. So I'll delete the Twitter and go away. On one hand, protect, well, I'll, I'll protect yourself from harassment. On the other hand, kind of know what to expect when you go into something. Yeah, I'll, I'll say two things. Number one, did his uh, account because every time you give in to this kind of stuff and you do that, you show them that, that harassment works. Uh, number two, Big pet peeve of mine. I hate how many articles are just written about conversations on Twitter. Is that not the most annoying yeah. thing on Facebook? You see, like I hundreds of no articles. How this about. became a popular topic? Maybe it's the president. Who knows? I hate, I hate you, Twitter. I hate it. I hate how how much it's just. Oh, this person said this, and then they got destroyed. And then here's here's a bunch of cherry picked. Uh, responses that that we agreed with for writing our article and decided to include here. Yeah, they're just uh, anyway. Ooh. Annoying, Ooh. and I think it's disingenuous. Click to reload. It's reloading. And oh yes, uh, there was a recent. Right, you ready poll. To... There was a recent poll from yeah, uh, Fantasia Bunko's Best Beach Babes, and the one that won it was Megumi from Sakano. However, number two I really liked is uh, Lena Inverse from the, the Slayers. Right so yeah, so I guess I have no idea how. I don't have, I have no idea. It's kind of a bizarre thing. To, like I, uh, this is I, I can read about this too. It's like writing an article about like some some Twitter poll. I was like, oh look where it went. Huh? Like, well, at least this is of interest. But do any of these, where's yeah, the camera? It's just a, it's such a weird assortment of shows. Hey, see, where's the it's, camera at? Are we? Is the camera looking at the it's article? It's on the article. Okay. It's on the article right now. So let's see. I'm not sure about number three. I'm. That is awesome for number four. For uh, Toka. Yeah, I've never heard of number three. What? You never play? You never watched uh, Data Live? No, number three. No. Akashic Records of Bastard Magic. I've never I, heard of that. I think that's a new. But show. look at number five too. Number five is from that as well. Sakano again. Yeah. Another one from Day Live. Awesome. But it's the same character in a different color. I'm surprised okay. Gamers is on it. <laughs> High School DXD, right. baby. Yeah. And uh, Moggy Brilliant Park. Cool. Which it, which That's you can funny. click on okay, the so different from characters. 29 entries. Can we see the... Uh... Oh, just go through them. Can we... Yeah, can we see the... They're right there at the bottom. Oh, is it these? I thought this yeah, was an ad. I was I was ignoring it. No, no. Okay. 
just want to make sure these are all going to be appropriate for the podcast. Okay, so these are, these are okay. So they they literally voted only on the picture. It's not a character vote. It's based on the picture. Yeah, fair enough. I just wonder how many entries. There's Toka. I'm operating this mouse on the other computer left-handed right now. Why is it highlighting when I do that? That's so annoying. So which character won? Uh, good question. I'm totally behind on all of these shows. No. Including Slayers, I hate to say it. I haven't even gotten yeah, to that. Yeah, I haven't yet. watched Slayers. Yeah, there's the high school DXD. Okay, and that one's, well, it was out of 29, so I guess the fact that it's on here, I was going to say that one's pretty low on the list, but I guess out of 29, it's considerably higher. Okay, I, think, I guess that's it. the end. I don't okay. feel like I went through 29 entries. Anyway, yes, well, next yeah. article. Um, oh, this is the Gabri uh, Zero. You were going to talk about this? Let, awesome. me, let me catch up on the chat real quick. We can buy a physical copy of She and Her Cat. Uh, yes. But it, all it actually is is um, five centimeter. There's a version of five centimeter per second that comes with the that comes with it as a special feature, and the inside of the DVD case is a reversible cover, so you can you can swap it and use it as the as as if it's a DVD of she and her cat. Um, send you a link to it later. Uh, and he's, he also says, I thought the anime of Death Note was good enough. I don't see why people would be pissed about a separate thing with the CMIP. Well, I'm just going to say again, I did a video on this, on the live-action movie. I thought it was great for what they were doing, um, and I actually really appreciated a lot of the, the, the bold choices that they made with the storytelling. Um, so, anyway, that's all I'm going to say about it. Anyway, go ahead, uh, Augie. I realize the camera's been on, <laughs> on. You wanted to talk about this. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. So I'm glad that the twi that this Twitter account's lasted that long for an anniversary. I'm also glad that? to see it ba back in the news. Uh, I think this was, like, released four years ago. Anyway, Garay Zero is a prequel okay. of Garay, which the prequel aired as the manga was about to end. So I'm either hoping we'll get more of what they what they wrote with from Garay Zero and continue on, or maybe he's doing another project. But just seeing this like get back in the news, news just uh, just puts a smile on my face. FDGM says he recorded a review for Garay. Okay. So I'll, is that on your channel, FDGM? You know, there's a 10-minute delay, so... Right, or 10, yeah, 10 delay. We're, we're not. We shouldn't um, wait for the 10-minute okay, delay. Okay, well, while he's thinking about that, while he answers that, um, I will talk about Yuri on Ice Cream. Stone yeah, so Cold. cold doing a, what? Where is that cold franchise? Stone. Well, I know what it is. It's an ice cream parlor, but cold where is that? Is, it's in, well, I, and there's a bunch of them in California. I know that. Well, well, California has all the startup restaurants. Well, do you mean like where is it based? Like where is it originated from? Um, where is it know. based? Where is it? Where can I go to get it? Because all I have is like Brewster's. Apparently, there. <laughs> apparently, Cold Stone Creamery has a production cooperation thing for Boruto, uh, the Naruto movie. There you go. Okay, so fine, 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 fine. I'll anyway, so FDN says he's got to upload it and edit it. Okay, so so it's not available yet. Uh, the Yu Yu Hakusho thing here? Yeah, sure. 
right. Yu Yu Hakusho has a new game app that reunites the anime cast. So I guess what they mean by reuniting the anime cast is the voice actors. Yes. Hopefully this means right, the guy right. isn't sick. Because I hope. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to go through your prediction here? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, I'm hoping with all this Yu Hakusho anniversary, we'll get a maybe another season or just an anniversary episode. Then again, it depends yeah. on the guy's health if anything happens. But yeah, yeah, awesome. They got all the voice cast back together. There's something I so What's that Hello character that's the penguin called again? Or is he a penguin? Yeah, he's a penguin. We talked about Bad's Maru. We talked about it in the last podcast. Bad's Maru. Bad's Maru. Bad's Maru. Yeah. In the now last podcast, we like talked about there's. A, yeah, there's there's a <laughs> there's a Bad's Maru Yu Yu Hakusho uh, crossover. Uh, we talked about in the last podcast. Um, Lou says he that they have Cold Stone in Florida, uh, and FDM says Gaurey was so surprisingly good that he wants more subs. Oh, okay, more subscribers before he uploads the video. Why does it matter? Just upload it now. There are ways to if you um, if you upload it now and then you get more subs, and you uh, well, I mean, once you get more, let's say, prominent on YouTube, if you change the thumbnail and update some of the tags in the description, uh, it'll re it'll reset YouTube's tag on that video, and it'll basically treat it as a new video, and it'll go through the cycle of um, of like launching it out and possibly causing it to get trending and all, all that stuff again. So there's no reason to wait on it. Um, and it could be the video that gets you subscribers. You don't know. Well, yeah. Why Moving on, would you, why would you bake, bake a cake when the guests are here when you can bake a cake beforehand? <laughs> moving on. Well, especially when the cake could be what draws the guests in, as I said. Uh, so moving on, we've got this wonderful article, the Ooh, leotard wow. reinvented as whole body panties. There you go. Now, this now is, spilling stuff onto you this will is be new. much more hilarious. <laughs> Say what? Now spilling stuff onto you can be so much more hilarious. <laughs> well, I think I'm assuming this will be worn under your your clothes. Yeah, sleepwear. For yeah, oh, this is too funny. Because basically, what it is is it's just. Like they extend, like you, they even got like the little panty bows and everything. They just extended it all the way up to a, to a leotard. Um, let's see. At the end, it says I have haven't had time to write reviews or edit, which is why. Yeah, I know uh, your housing situation right now is probably making that difficult. Sitting on nine recorded videos to edit, dude, get on that. <laughs> all right. So the next thing, um, we're, there's going to be a couple things we're just going to like just jump through real quick. Uh, let me know if you have anything you want to say about them, Augie. Um, New York City Comic Con lists Batman Ninja anime film by Kill a Kill writer uh, Kazuki Nakashima. So I guess this is a thing. Yeah. Don't know anything I don't, about I don't, it. I didn't know about the writer part. How in the world's that going to work? Because Kill a Kill has nothing espionage about it. If anything, it's probably one of the more fabulous anime to watch out there. 
Well, it could be it could be a similar situation to the Lego Batman movie, where it's more like kind of uh, like especially the villains in it are just it's just real over the top, you know that I could okay that can work. I could see that I could see them approaching it from that sort of angle rather than the typical, you know, Dark Knight detective kind of thing. No, um, no, no, they're going to repeat that whole Inferno cop bullshit. I'm I'm so behind. I I don't follow Batman at all. Okay. I have no idea what you're doing. Okay, about. Inferno yeah. Cops done by Trigger. I think it's crap. okay. Oh it's oh, that's the one where the where he shot the bullet. Uh, I just I just shared a clip from that on. Uh, he looks like uh, he looks like Ghost Rider. Yeah yeah. Yeah, he, he shoots the bullet. I, I just shared this on my Facebook page. I, I thought that was so funny. He shoots the bullet at, at that crab monster, and he's like, I'm uh, I'm impervious to bullets, and then it bounces off and comes back at the cop, and he says, so am I, and it bounces off him again and then hits the crab and makes the crab explode. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. Good good comedic for that part. Anything for else it. you want to say about that Batman thing? Yeah, I'm fine with the Batman thing. My complaint about... Uh, my major complaint about Inferno Cop is you have this studio that's really good at animation and they have this standstill. Like Tom goes to the mayor. I I yeah. I like I, I think that it's now nah, like I said, um, there's nothing wrong with doing something different. You know, there's nothing wrong there's with nothing, uh, what's yeah. his name? Uh, Shinkai's style. There's nothing wrong with a band making uh, an entire album where all the songs sound the same. Um, so However, Kaiji however, creators. Everyone, however, everyone erupts like a volcano when something's pandering. I never got that. <laughs> you know, I, I I have to. Well, I have something, to agree and disagree. I, I something, see. Oh I my that, god! Something's pandering. My life is shit right now, and there's someone out there who wants to make something just for me to make my day good, and that and that's horrible. yeah. Okay, but. So I, I I did a video at Anime Expo where where I went to see the Card Capture Sakura Clear Card Prologue, and that was really pandering. And and I it didn't I don't know if it comes across properly in the video, but I do go out of my way to explain that I felt like they were disingenuous. I felt like it was meant to just be fan service. It feels like a fan fiction that they animated, um, and that it, at the convention they portrayed they're you know like they had this passion for the show and they were so great grateful to be able to work on it after all these years but to me it felt like they were really just coming back to it because it was a money maker just the same way that dragon ball super is out right now you know kind of thing um and they're bringing back um well you know what i mean so so uh, pandering when it's disingenuous is really annoying but i do i do think you're right i agree with what you say that that you know, people get up in arms over stuff. It's like you don't. Nobody's forcing you with with your eyelids taped to sit there and watch anything. You know. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to speed through these real quick. Uh, the Kaiji creators. Uh, so the from the creator of Kaiji, the Akagi manga uh, is getting a live action miniseries. Um, I really doubt it, but I'd love it if this meant that it would eventually come over here and that Kaiji would finally. Yeah, you think the anime would. Kaiji would finally come over here. You think Crunchyroll and Discotech would release it? Cause apparently, it ha I do not know this professionally, but apparently, from what I've heard on Crunchyroll, if it's still on, it has like a high rewatch value. Kaiji, or high views, or whatever. I just want to see it. I, I've been dying to see it for so long. 
Uh, Himoto Umaru-chan R animes, video previews, chapters, video previews, characters, and opening song have been released, apparently. So this is a spin-off series? This is season two. Yes, finally. Two. More of it. Uh, I, I haven't I haven't sat down and watched Jamar Chan yet, and I probably never will because of Sentai's dumb decision to release the Garfield set. Well, it, well it's up to you if you want to pet your Garfield. Oh, or it's not. not behind you. Or is it because yeah, of the I, I just want I'll eventually get like the standard set version of it, I'm sure. Uh, and then on that same sort of note, uh, real quick to speed through this, license the Himoto Jamar Chan manga. Yes. Anything you want to say, Augie? Um, I'm. First off, I'm very excited for season two to finally come out as fast as it is. And on top of that, after season one was released, we're getting the manga over here. Now, if I can only get mm -hmm. Watamote season two, I would be off. I would feel great. All right. So Pretty Sammy gets, gets a sequel project yeah. and starts crowdfunding for a promo video, but really to try to start the series up. Which I hope it gets, because I still don't... I looked through the Volume 1 and 2 of the Pretty Sammy Pioneer sets, and I still can't find that movie that it... it the show Dude, ties can up... Can you leave and, the call and come back? What? Can you leave... Or Wait, you hold on. Keep talking? I'm talking. Can you hear me? It, leave the call real quick and come back. The link is in the Facebook uh, message I sent you. So I'm going to catch up on the chat real quick. So FDM says, as soon as I said in my video, uh, spoilers regarding Cardcaptor Soccer, he stopped watching it. Yeah, the first impression series should just be understood that there's probably going to be spoilers in every one of those videos, just a FYI to everybody. Uh, FDM says, it's still on Crunchyroll. He's pretty sure. <laughs> and then he uh, shills for Crunchyroll with his own uh, <laughs> his own affiliate link. Good for you, FDM. <laughs> so regarding this, um, while I'm waiting for Augie, regarding the Pretty Sammy um, sequel project, there's Augie. This her face looks. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, so much better. Um, her face looks really bizarre. Well, it's doesn't it? like she looks fine. Yeah, it's cell shade. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell, I can tell that it's you have original. Well, no, she's a little cell shade. But this character looks fine. Her face yeah, is so derp right here. Pixie Misa. So I wonder if it's going to add characters from Magical Project S. Were you able to find the movie in uh, Volume 1 or Volume 2 of the Pioneer release of Magical Project S? Um, was I able to find the movie? Like, did I look on the DVD series? Uh, have you even watched it? No, I haven't. I haven't sat down and watched okay. it. Okay. Okay. Well, I watched as it. As soon as you started talking about the it. movie again, your it's your your audio started cutting out again, but you sound fine now. So that's okay. just bizarre. This is the exact same thing you were talking about before that caused the audio to hiccup. I don't know if it's taking up for you guys, but it's taking up for me. Um. Hey, she's fourteen. This guy. Fifteen. Uh, uh, says. Uh, am I the only one who thought Sasami was the best girl in Tenchi? Uh, I don't really care for Tenchi, to be honest with you. Uh, boo. I really I want more of it to come out. 
I I I don't I couldn't even tell you who the characters were. To be who's honest Ryoko? with you, Come on, I know who Ryoko, Ryoko is. She's she's well, the one with the, the blue her. hair, the the light blue hair. Who's the girl? Who's the girl with the tan skin? That's like the police. Mihoshi. Mihoshi. Okay, yeah, who's the girl in the pink with the pink hair below? Scroll down, scroll down. Yeah, who's the who's I she? I, I don't, I don't she? know her name. You forgot about Little Washu? She kind of looks like a character that might have shown up in Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> uh, can you scroll <laughs> down. I didn't get a chance to look at all the pictures. Sure. Oh, you know what? I don't have. I haven't had it. On the right camera this whole time. <laughs> Who was it on? It, it, it was just off, and it, it only oh. goes on when we talk. Like it, it swaps. Okay. I mean, I, it was earlier, but it only—I I think it was earlier. It only goes on when we talk. Um, so this other computer that we're doing this through doesn't have a mic picked up on it, so it's, it never automatically goes on. I have to turn it on uh, manually. So. One one issue I'm wondering about this is. You have the Tenshimuyo shorts to try to promote tourism in this one area. They're currently working on Tenshi Ryooki or Tenshimuyo Part 4 of the OVA series. And they're having, having a hard time funding this, or they're doing a Kickstarter. Yeah, kick they're doing, they're not doing start. Kickstarter, but they're doing, they're doing a campfire crowdfunding campaign, which is basically a Japanese version. Right, the a same one that was used for that uh, dormitory that we talked about two podcasts right, ago. The animators, the point thing. Um, so, just to sum this up real quick, um, one of the major reasons I don't like, I don't, I don't care for, I don't. It's not that I hate the show, just that it's not. I don't care for um, harem anime. That there's there are very wow. very few that I would consider worth watching. Okay, and what's Tenchi one that you falls? What? What's one that you would consider watching? Well, uh, just one that comes to mind that I enjoyed watching that is sort of part of the Tenchi universe was Parallel Trouble Adventures Duel. Oh, yeah. We need to get you to watch Fo Idiot Adventure Photon. Photon, Photon the Idiot. More about, yeah. Yeah, that, that's getting re-released, right? We'll probably yeah, talk about yeah, that we'll, get, we'll get to that. All right, moving on. All right, so... Moving on, Card Captor Soccer, a clear card arc is going to start the anime slated for January 7th. Can't wait. Um, I Okay, just so that it's clear, and you're I said this in the video. Okay. No, no, no. I said this in the video. Um, I will watch the show, and I will probably enjoy the show. The only issue I had was that the, the clear card prologue was very pandering, and it was not a prologue. It was an epilogue. And it was, they built it as a prologue for the new series, and all they did was wrap up the old series. That, that's all. Let's, I, I still expect the new series to be enjoyable. It's just that there, she never, like, there, there was no conflict. There was no villain. There was nothing to do with the clear card. Nothing happened in the prologue. It was stupid. Well, going back <laughs> anyway. to deja vu topics, uh, from what I understood, I I from your explanation. <laughs> It was like they took the ending of movie two and redid a little bit of something. Right. They re they redid movie two and they didn't do it better. That's the thing. Is that is that it's an alternate retelling of the second movie. Okay, what it actually is, it's it's a faithful adaptation of the ending to the manga. 
for card capture soccer. That's what it is. That's why I say it's an epilogue because it literally is the end of the manga, not the start of the next thing, not a lead into the next thing. Yeah. From what I understand, the reason that they had to make that is because um, they had to create. There were certain there were certain things they had to do to bridge the story because the manga adaptation is is apparently like from card cap soccer the manga into card cap soccer or clear card manga like they create like stuff that is taken out or changed in the anime is a necessary plot device for the clear card manga so they had to create the prologue to bridge the gap so that they could adapt the clear card manga more accurately uh, and have it work with the previous anime linked with the bridge of the ova the clear card prologue so that's basically what happened. I remember like back in when this was released, I was the same age as the characters when they right. showed it on Toonami. So it wasn't on Toonami. It was on kids. Uh, it was WB. on kids WB. Then they moved it to Toonami. Oh, uh, well, I didn't have Cartoon Network back then. So I, I didn't even, I don't know when like Toonami for I, me, it wasn't even a thing until I was like 14. Okay. Then while well, he was probably no, in New no. Zealand at the time. I probably um, was. So there was a rumor about how the show ended, and apparently this this rumor spread pretty far out for the region. Like at the end, when she gets the Sakura cards, the kid, Sakura was supposed to die, and I'm kind of glad I rewatched watched the series when it got its re-release from NAS America just to deep debunk that was a lie for the anime. I knew for the manga it didn't end like that. So the new legends of the galactic heroes. Yeah, well, um, I want to address. FDM says regarding Tenchi, the beginning was confusing as what titties. <laughs> I can't tell if you're if you're doing your like this was AIDS or or if uh, if that was it supposed to say the confusing it was confusing because of the titles because because then you went on to say GXP and War of Geminar were the best ones I, I have no idea yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and then he goes on to say that my Hime is, is a harem that I apparently approve of it's like I I'm a collector give, give me a break I have a bunch of Tenchi even though I don't care for it uh, I can't think of another harem though that I actually that I would actually consider good there. I know I've seen one or two that I thought were good. And then usually it's be, Oh, okay. Um, please twins. I, I enjoyed please twins. How about that? There you go. Twins, Basil. I can put twins. my name on that one. Say what? Twins, Basil twins. Um, um, all right. So let's, let's get back to uh legend of galactic heroes. <laughs> we eventually just need uh, in the future for FDM to be our third host so that we can, we can hash out all this stuff. <laughs> live yeah, instead of through the chat. Yeah, uh, so new new Legends coming. of Galactic Heroes animator. What's throwing me off is the new art style that they chose because it's not as robust, I guess that's the correct word, or as detailed as the old one. Granted, they right. granted people can cheat with all the smearing and flash stuff like now. So But at the same time, the way that they're doing it feels very reminiscent of the original. And that's pretty cool. I think this series is supposed to be more true to the light novels. Okay. Well, I'm just going to say, see this light novel right here? Hold on one second. It's all blue. One second. Abadi, Abadai. 
Abadi What's he doing in the background? Uh, he went away in the background. Oh, well. It's going to throw off some people for this show is you have all the sci-fi aspect, then you have them going back. Okay, you're saying that the these are supposed to be more true to the light novels? Yes. What's well, going to throw okay. off some people? I have these light like novels. This. Oh, cool. Do you I have... have uh, all right, what's it called? These are so freaking boring. Freaking boring. I have well, the audio expect. It's a re. It's a re... Uh, envisioning of the persian war okay i've i this book in the audiobook is like 10 hours long it feels like i've gotten through maybe three hours of it it's like listening to an audiobook of the portions of the bible that are just the lineage from one from one person to the next going on for like entire chapters it is so freaking boring i really hope that that's not true uh, that they're going to make it more accurate have to you the, gotten to the point have you read to the points that they're doing the war strategies the, yeah and it's like it's, huh. it's somewhat interesting it's mostly i guess it's just the fact that vertical ink isn't doing the the light novels where they actually highly it's just it, it's so boring oh yeah do you have I, any i cannot um, stress enough how do you have any of the five star stories? Um, I you mean that's one. I light, really are there light novels, or, or you mean I have the DVD somewhere? It's probably like right next to me right here. There's a DVD. Yeah, right there's some manga that came out over here, and I believe there's light novels in Japan. Anyway, back to my other topic. Well, it's going to throw some people off while watching the original. You have all this sci-fi aesthetic going around. Then when it's like going to the higher ranking officers or like general fist-to-fist -fist combat you'll see like people taking like old barbarian like axes slaughtering people in the high society wearing powdered wigs as if they're back in the george washington days yeah i thought that was amusing i really love the character development in the Original TV oh, series. I, I can't wait to see. The, I, I haven't watched the original because I exclusively watch what I own. I'm dying to see it. I can't wait to see no, it. I'm it, sure it's it going to be fantastic. It, some will yeah. debate on that because it does have a slow pace. But for what you sit down and go through, I say it's worth it. I hope they dub it. Usually it's easier to get through a show it than should be dubbed. They dub it. According to the yeah, translator. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think it actually is. Um, All right, director Cowboy Bebop is doing a Blade Runner short. Ooh. Yeah. So you have anything you want to say about this? Uh, I'm excited. I've been, I, I, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I've been really behind. Happen. Yeah, I just want to say I've been really behind uh, with news and stuff this week, just because I'm my daughter's going to be born next week, so it's been it's been a lot of uh, prep yes, work yes, going yes, on. Yes, so yes, I, I, I haven't even sat there and watched issues. this. <laughs> yeah, I've been mean. So anyway, um, uh, well, uh, but just to clarify, this is not the first time this has happened. Uh, well, sort of. Um, I think Shinjiro Watanabe also did the clip in Kill Bill, the first Kill Bill, right? That sounds right. I still need to watch Kill Bills. Second one is awesome. Second Kill Bill is awesome. First Kill Bill is 
it's intentionally a whole different movie uh but it's uber violent just for the sake of being uber violent and there's not a heck of a lot of substance there but the second one is hey hey hey, ac you can never have too much ketchup on your burger you might have a pickled burger watch it and you'll understand what i mean uh so you want to talk about uh cow well before that i know this much for uh for Blade Runner, apparently confirmed by a Comic Con interview. One second. Uh, thank you for the congratulations on my daughter, and I'll catch you later. Um, Ren has to has to leave. Okay. Anyway, what were you saying? Apparently, according to a Comic Con comment slash interview, Harrison Ford only exists to revive badass movies just to get a reboot. But on to this, Cal Yokoyama's. Machine Krieger sci-fi franchise gets a Hollywood film adaptation. One, I hope this is far better than Ver- Varian in the Thousand Cities. Two, it's nice to hear some another series getting adapted over here. Three, uh, yeah. I I hope this gets a release over here, anime-wise or manga-wise. I, I just wish they hadn't brought this up at all because the fact that they're even raising any awareness to the fact that this is going to be an adaptation is going to make people automatically hate the movie when it comes out. I think that, like, I, I always say this, I feel like the thing that really helped Edge of Tomorrow is that nobody knew that it was based on All You Need Is Kill. I'll watch it and judge it on its merit when it comes out, but I'm just glad something yeah. is exposed that it's yeah. not really known over here. I think that this is a very, this, I think that we have reached a tipping point personally. Um, a lot of people, like I said in my, in my review, my first impressions of death note is that I feel like a lot of people are afraid to like the film. They're afraid of the film because even if it's good or bad, um, they're afraid it's going to result in more live action anime adaptations. Right. And I think that we've reached a tipping point where it doesn't, it doesn't matter what your opinion is. It doesn't matter if you get some guy to quit Twitter, this it's going to happen. It's, it's on its way, you know? And I think we've already reached that tipping point. And I think in the next three to five years, we're just going to start seeing a lot of stuff coming out here that is um, much, not necessarily like a live action of like, this particular show that's real popular, but like this stuff we're talking about with this sci-fi Hollywood thing we just talked about. And I think we're just going to see more and more and more of this happening because it's what's selling. You know, this industry is booming. This industry made it through a really rough uh, recovery um, in the, after the 08 uh, financial collapse and all that. So it's interesting. Anyway, Hey, that mecha guys here. Um, FDGM said, uh, "People say, oh, they'll never dub Legend of the Galactic Heroes because they had they had over 600 voice actors." Yeah. Uh, they, well, uh, he says, "But freaking, if, if Japanese people can do it, then English people can too. And who cares about 600 voice actors? Just get Greg Harris to voice 560 of them or something. A lot of voice actors voice like uh, practically. If you look at any anime." Uh, on Anime News Network, and look at the number of voice actors in uh, in the Japanese version versus the English version. They always condense them down because they because yeah. our our they they pay our guys over here to do multiple people like just and most of them go uncredited. They do like you know that that one guy in episode five. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. 
Uh, so, yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll finally get spirit, a Jim Cummings. Maybe we'll finally get a Jim Cummings to voice of anime role for once. Who's that? Um, Jim Cummings, a uh, voice of Julian Ivo Robotnik, Lord Boxman, oh, yeah. the, the singing voice of Scar from from Lion King. I can uh, Pooh Bear in Tigger. Wow. Um, that mecha guy says, how do you guys deal with work not allowing you to have a day off on holidays, especially on the 4th of July weekend? Um, I'm self-employed. <laughs> That's how I deal with that. I, I went I've went through college. I work jobs that explicitly let me have time off. So I hate to hear that for you. Grit your teeth. Work through this hell. Basically, better my, my recommendation is is bring it up early and keep pestering them about it or reminding them about it leading up to the actual event and get, to get that time off. And buy your ticket for AX super early. Prices are about to go up. Um, I already have mine. I buy, I buy mine on July 5th every year. So, um, Let's see. However, if you work like a certain retail store like Best Buy or staples or something i think you might be out of luck but talk to your supervisor just be modest and go from there he just did today lol all right so what about this ticket uh, so going back to anime adaptations thor ragnarok's taiki watiti is in talks to direct the live action akira okay um Agi, before i go into what i wanted to bring up about this do you have anything you want to say about live action akira let me chew through this brownie first. Okay, well, then I'll say what I was going to say. So the reason I wanted to bring this up, have you guys ever heard of uh, the movie What We Do in the Shadows? It's a New Zealand-made mockumentary of... Um, it's kind of it's kind of popular on Reddit. People, people for a while, were posting memes from it um, where they basically did a, a mockumentary going around following a bunch of vampire flatmates. And it's really funny. The guy who's directing this, the guy who directed Thor Ragnarok, literally that's him. He plays this character. It's This is such a funny movie. Definitely worth checking out. So anyway, are you done with your brownie? Because that's literally no, all I want to say about Thor, um, Thor Ragnarok director going for uh, live action Acura. I'm glad this is finally getting a live action movie. Then again, I will still believe this when I see a trailer played for this. True. And this it, has been like in the rumors for like over 20 years now. In the meantime, go watch the movie Chronicle, which is from that guy who directed the guy that they pulled on to do that reboot of Fantastic Four before they railroaded that whole project. Um, go watch that movie Chronicle because uh, it's like. Akira, in a way, it's kind of more like I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to say Elf and Lead. It's it's worth checking out. It's very anime-ish, and it, it gave me Akira vibes when I watched it. I'm still waiting for the Simpsons to do their part. To do their part of what? Of Akira, Akira. What do you mean? Oh, you haven't seen the fan-made um, Akira trailer with Simpsons characters? No, I don't. I'm not. A, I don't. I don't. I never watched The Simpsons. I'm sorry. I never watched it growing up. I, I don't. Half okay. the references you throw out about all this stuff is like it's just okay. I'm gonna move past that because I don't. I don't have any co contribution to it. Um. So 
we've got a couple more we're going to rush through, and then we're going to get through our uh, talk about um, Lucky Star and all that. So Maximum the Hormone, uh, this band, I phrased that weird. So the band Maximum the Hormone, that's the name of the band, uh, they're launching a manga about their band. Uh, this band does a lot of anime work. Um, kind of looks like Forever World a little bit. <laughs> um they did the second opening and ending theme songs for Death Note, uh, an ending song for Air Master, and they did that famous insert song for Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F. So I just thought I'd bring this up. Uh, kind of interesting. I don't know. I mean, it's not the first time this has happened. There's, I think, didn't Avril Lavigne have a manga over here? <laughs> like, a, yeah, like an American uh, style manga? Princess AI. Something like that. She, they did her, she did her own. I think it was Avril Lavigne. I don't know. Yeah, the guy that you just showed looked like a fat, a fatter player from Corn. Yeah, he kind of does. Yeah, well, I, I forgot that guy's name. Actually, the lead singer from Corn. I don't know. I forget his name. Moving on, they're making a live-action Yamamushi pedal uh, movie, and I guess an actor for it suffered a spinal cord injury during the yeah. filming. So. Do with that knowledge what you will. And now the interesting stuff. Discotech licenses. Oh, yes. Finally, I've been mentioning this to AC in the background about Barefoot Jen. It happened. Barefoot. Is it? Okay, hold on. Is it Barefoot Jen or is it Barefoot Gen? I don't I know. Whatever you want to drink. What? I don't know. Whatever you want to drink. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it's not, it's not Barefoot Gin. How do you pronounce Jigen's first name? Daisuke? No. Why? I say Jen calls it Jigen, but I don't know. Uh, well, but Jigen is, uh, that's J-I-G-E-N. No. So it would be Gen. Yeah, I'm getting my Italian confused. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Gen or Jen, I am not sure. It's probably Gen. Yeah, I, I, I'm just asking because I, I've not sat down and watched it yet. Not because I don't want to see it. I'm actually really dying to see it, but I have a really rare version of it, and mine's unopened, so I haven't opened it yet. <laughs> so I haven't Good sat down and watched it. Yeah. Oh, oh, anyway. Um, got a tooth uh, bicycle horn there. So I'm scrolling down. So Yamushi Pedal, the anime movie is coming out. Um, yeah. Photon the Idiot's getting re-released. Is this all? Is this all that's on the list? I guess because um, well, after AWA, they did make an announcement. They did give a release date for Lupin the Third Part Two. Yes, collection two. two. I think it's coming two, out in November, two. December. 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 And yeah. they, and they just got done with a power outage in the Florida hurricane. Right, they're back online. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's looking good Go for them. For All right, let's let's. Uh, that mecha guy. We already discussed that topic. I'm sorry. He's he's bringing up the. Uh, I know. I know. The DVD stuff. I'm I'm mentioning it so that people watching this video in the future who don't see the chat are understanding. So, uh, but he's he's bringing up uh, what we talked about earlier about the uh, Sentai no longer selling DVD discs or basically phasing out DVD discs in twenty by 2019. Oh. Um, before we move for barefoot again, 
apparently movie one will have a dub, but movie two will not because the dub was done by Streamline Pictures. Oh, they're saying that right here? Yeah. What happened with Streamline Pictures is it wasn't a financial issue. The owner just happened to die. Oh, okay. (laughs) So... There's still a that lot sucks. more licenses. Yeah, there's still a lot of other licenses trapped in license hell, like uh, Through the Valley, Through the Wind, which I really wish that would get a release, but no one knows what I'm talking about. It's like a Chinese version of Anastasia. Just get rid of the lich. Hmm. Uh, do we... Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. FDM brought up stupid G pronunciations in Japan as a pain. Stupid Studio Ghibli. People call it Ghibli or Ghibli. Um, you have when it goes that way. You have to understand it's written in katakana for a reason because it's based on an actual other word. The problem is that the word it's based on they're mispronouncing. <laughs> yeah. Um, then you have the weird L and R stuff. Yeah. So, oh god, I was just about to bring something up. What was I going to talk about? Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. Sorry, guys. Um, shoot. No. Yeah, I, I don't know. Anyway, I guess we're going to move on to, uh, oh, that's, yeah, that's why. Uh, Lucky Star and Dallas. I was going to, I was looking over here for Dallas. That's what I was going to do. Uh, for, wait, where's the camera right now? The camera is on, it's, it's free. It's going free on whoever's talking. Okay. I do own Dallas, don't I? I, I do own Dallas. I I requested this to be to be brought over to answer my question, and how they released this was awesome. So but first, uh, Lucky Star. Do you want? Yeah, you want to do Lucky Star first? Yeah, let's do Lucky Star first. All right. So I don't think I actually. I don't remember if I brought it. I probably brought it up last last podcast, but I, uh, another pickup that I got was the Lucky Star OVA. So I watched the OVA first. Just cause. Um, what do you think? How do you feel? I'm just gonna treat the OVA as an extension. I'm not gonna. We watched it for the sake of completing, right? The the series, okay. but I'm just gonna treat it as part of the show. Overall, the show. I didn't love it. Um, the beginning, like, there's nothing wrong with the show, but. I just couldn't get into it, although, and you kind of highlighted to me when we talked previously before the podcast why this was, uh, I felt like the show really picked up at a certain point in the middle, and I guess that they they swapped directors, so I started to really enjoy the show at like episode like 12 or 16 or something like that, um, and uh, apparently it was like right on the money at the point where the, the director switched, so... I, 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 it picked up for me. I, you know what it was for me is it was actually when they started, when they started bringing in those other characters. Um, cause it's not like I, it's not that I didn't like the original characters, but the pacing was of the whole show is very slow. And I, it just, it felt long. It felt long without anything happening. There was only one part in the entire show that actually caused me to laugh out loud. And that's not to say that the other parts weren't humorous. You know, the kind of funny where it's like, oh, that, that's that's clever. That's funny, you know. But, like, the one part that made me actually really laugh out loud was uh, when they go over to that one girl's house who, um, yeah, the yeah. artist girl, yeah. and they 
she leaves the room because this is every artist's worst fear no matter what they draw she leaves the room and comes back and they're going through her sketchbook uh, that was the only part that that i actually like actually audibly laughed at you know so anyway what about you augie this is like your 18th time watching it sixth time watching it all the way through i've seen both dub and sub of it this time around i also watched the documentary of them doing the live action shots for the the ending of the show they first do like a karaoke bar yeah. type of deal then they swap to the voice actors doing live action shenanigans yeah. i watched that this time and what's strange is if you remember in uh all right sega dreamcast game with the sailors Anyway, it'll come to me. They stopped by the... It's not only Musha. Anyway, they stopped by this one one area that was from that game. Okay. Game. game it, uh, it's where you do the capsules. Capsules and the awkward saying of uh, the sailors the whole time. It's getting a third game release soon. Darn it, I wish I knew the name of... While you're thinking, I'm going to address a comment at the gem has here. He says, Lucky Star, I tried to watch on Crunchyroll years ago, sub only, uh, and he found it impossible to watch because it was such a drag to read all those oh. mundane pieces of information. Actually, <laughs> I actually I was going to bring this up. I started watching it sub, and I felt the same way. Um, I Actually, when I originally watched it, I originally started to watch it dubbed before we even started doing the podcast, didn't like the didn't I didn't hate the dub, but I just it Konata feels it's it's one of those things where I wish I could select which which character is going to be in what language, you know, and then just read the subtitles for Konata and then all the other characters in English. You know what I mean? Because I just feel like her Japanese voice actor. Um, I thought that it got progressively better with the English voice actor, but I just felt like it was a difficult character to to capture in English. Um, but uh, I switched over, I think, around episode 12, which is also around the time I started to really like it. I think it was actually episode 16, I think, is the point where I, where I um, really started to enjoy the show. But uh, say I, I'm in the exact same boat. I switched over to the dub, uh, and it was a lot easier to get through. Um, and he said... Konata at first did feel a bit weird, yeah. Yep, yeah, so he's yeah, same same thing. Anyway, so you were you're talking about oh, uh, also the I was disappointed at first that they stopped doing the karaoke thing because the whole thing about Lucky Star see, I'm a big fan of things that are clever. If 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 you come up with a clever idea, I'll buy the DVD. You know, regarding shows and stuff, I'll buy the DVD just because it was clever. Um, I don't know if we talked about this in the podcast, but there's that one adult title that they released. Uh, that coincided with the election that they titled uh, Grab Her by the Pussy. And it came out literally on November 8th. And it's like, I literally, I just had to buy it. That was clever because, like, literally the day he said it, the day during the the, uh, the debate that, uh, or I guess it was um, it was actually the, the day after the debate where he said, because you'd be in jail um, when Trump was debating Hillary. Enough, uh, but then they have the politics. Other, back to anime. Yeah, back to I'm just anime. saying they came out with, they, they listed it, uh, it was like, um, 
they jumped on it. I was just saying it was clever. It was a clever idea. They jumped on it quick, and I I, I appreciated the cleverness of it. Um, so with with Lucky Star, I appreciated the cleverness of it. what a great idea to make your ending theme instead of having a dedicated ending to just use endings from other shows and have the characters doing them as a um, as karaoke. It was brilliant. It was a brilliant idea. Um, I was at first disappointed that they stopped doing that, but the, the guy that they had doing the live action segments was so dedicated to his role in the, in the thing that it, it cracked me up. Like I, um, it was just, it was really, it that they did that specific one where they were, I forgot what they were doing. There's like a buzzer or something to cause him to switch. There were like nine right. different songs he was going through and he was like swapping to the next one every time they would, they would you know, trigger the switch. That was, that was incredible. That was incredible to watch him. Before I get back to my opinion, they did show the live action part of that in the documentary and he kept getting what roles mixed up. So originally it was three. Then they just changed it to nine due to lack of filming time. (laughs) John Chan says that one of his favorite parts is the, uh, the lucky channel segments. (laughs) Well, good for him. Um, I really like the show. I really think you and FTDM have awkward opinions of it. I didn't feel like it was slow whatsoever. The the whole uh, conversations that they were having felt felt like a snowball just going down down a slope. It just kind of escalated and escalated. So I understood where these characters, what their mindsets were, what they were going through, even though it's the simple life. Mm-hmm. And the quirkiness of how they handle a situation. Well, two things. I, I've already established this with you, but just so that it's verbalized here. I do feel like if I had seen Lucky Star when it first came out, I probably would have liked it a lot more. Number two, as and I've also told you this, I felt like there were a lot of things that they there were a lot of aspects to the show that they brought up and didn't utilize to its full potential. Like they didn't they had a lot of they had a lot it's kinda like this is gonna be a really weird analogy. Geico. Geico has the commercials with um, the gecko, the Geico gecko, right? right? And it's like, okay, so when you think about Geico, you think about the gecko. But Geico also has the caveman and like a hundred other things going on at once. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, you I think, think about the gecko as the, the mascot, caveman. but they've got a million other things going on, you know, with their commercials. So with this, they had stuff like Konata going to the used bookstore. And, and it, it's not a used bookstore. It's gamers. It's a okay. franchise. Sure. But she's going to gamers. Right. And it was, they, they had those segments and I felt like they kept reusing the same gag with that. And I felt like they could have done more with it, you know, and it just, it felt like it wasn't, it never really connected fully. Like, like the, the first time, that's where I started. That I perked up in episode ten. And I, I know it's weird that I remember the exact episode it was, but I perked up in episode ten when that ha- when they when they had that segment because I thought, okay, this is interesting. Like, I, I want to see what they do with this. But then every time it came up again, it was just like a repeat, basically. You know, well, I've, and I I've thought seen, the gag. I've the seen gag worse a repeat. I've seen worse repeats with Tom and Jerry and Looney Tunes, and for some reason they keep doing it like a hundred times more than what lucky star did. Well, I'm not going to sit here and defend either of those shows. Cause I don't think Tom and Jerry or Looney Tunes are worth your time, <laughs> but, um, but I, I just feel like, I feel like they were, um, 
there were a lot of things that I felt like they could have approached. Uh, they didn't really show um, them go to like a convention like Comic Cat. Yes. They talked about it. No, they went to Comic Cat two yeah. times. Did they? As a I group, don't, yeah. It's like a it's like yeah. Well, yeah, they. They did go to Comic Cat, but not but not in the. They didn't explore it. It's not comics party exploration, but right, they did go I mean there. Go there. Sukasa got lost. Kag, Kagami was trying to hunt stuff for Konata and some right. stuff of her own agenda. Um, yeah, I, just didn't, I just didn't think that I, I felt like I felt like there were a lot of aspects. For instance, the gamers thing. It was like the used bookstore. Um, for anybody who didn't remember the name of the store, um, is it? It felt like you know they brought up these things, but they didn't explore them. They had plenty of time to, you know what I mean. But it just, I just, I felt like a lot of it was was dedicated to this really slow, sort of dry humor. Um, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't hate the show, but I also just didn't, I didn't walk away from it. You know, like I don't, I don't think back on any particular moment from it and chuckle. You know, the way I I did during Detroit Metal City. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, another aspect I like about the show is how it how it describes culture, and you can kind of see see it better applied. I guess you would say, mm-hmm. like the whole what do they do at a shrine? at a shrine around Christmas? How do they celebrate Christmas? How do they manage the new game coming out? How does the teacher manage the new game coming out? Right. That that actually was an interesting dynamic uh, that Konata and her teacher were both part of like the same guild. Yeah. But the thing is that I don't play any MMOs, so, so a lot of those references were lost on me. A lot of, a lot of Lucky Star is kind of commentary about when i went through high school too right and that's why that's what i mean is that if i had watched it when it came out i probably would have enjoyed it a lot more you know because i remember being on 4chan back back in the day and lucky star was like they worshipped it you know the a boards on 4chan just worshipped lucky star for um like konata was like the um the uh the mascot of fortune for the a boards for a while. And there's all those, there's all those drawings of her with like, um, with like her shorts down at her ankles on just one leg. You know, it's like, it's, it was, they're depicting, they're projecting themselves because that's the character very much was that neck beard type character, you know, but they were projecting, you know, their things on her. You have to see it. Yeah, you, you have to be there. You have to be there to get it. But um, like I said, I feel like if I had watched it when it first came out, uh, I probably would have viewed it differently. But it had an interestingly release. Like the the release was kind of weird. Um, it was when it came out. I don't know what was going on with my life specifically that it just it wasn't on my radar to get it. Because I think, oh, you know what it was? It was the it was the fact that it, they like Haruhi released it with a special edition for each volume. Yeah, right. So like- I eventually only got it once it came out with the Anime Legends set. That's that's exactly what happened. Same thing with Haruhi. I didn't think Haruhi was that good. I didn't watch it right as it came out. 
But I will say that I thought that the disappearance of Haruhi Suzumiya was excellent, and it made me want to go back and rewatch and give Haruhi a second chance. I just haven't yet. So I will say that. And I did like, actually, I, that's another thing regarding Lucky Star that I really liked. Um, there was a, that moment where they went to her her job at the cafe. Uh, and and it, she was, she, it was like a Haruhi cafe, and Konata was dressed up as Haruhi, and they did the Haruhi theme and everything. I thought that was clever. You know, I thought that was a, a funny bit that they did. Um, my favorite scenes in the whole show was during that clip when they cut to the reaction of the guy dressed up as Kion was just so stupid and funny. Um, so I, I did like that, for sure. It's not stupid. It's silly. Another aspect of the of a slice of life, not surprisingly, is how they applied the family aspects. Yeah. I, you like, know, and yeah. like I said, I felt like, I felt like the weakness in the beginning of Lucky Star was that they basically only followed the four girls and the teacher and they, and only a little bit on the teacher, you know, and then, and then like Konata's, um, was it her aunt or her big sis? What are they? The, the policewoman. Like yeah. it was basically the main four, then her cousin, and yeah, her cousin. Then these two extra characters that are kind of like supporting, like when needed in some scenes. You know, they weren't really main main character sort of level. And then at a certain point, a bunch of new characters came in. Just kind of they just sort of flooded in other classmates and stuff. Uh, the girl who is the the artist, um, uh, her her cousin's sister or whatever the, the girl with the pink hair yeah. was sickly the the taller girl that she hung out with uh who had breast envy um and then um me who is my favorite character because my favorite voice actor voiced her and i don't know don't know why i can never remember that voice actor's name but it's the, the girl who does kari from digimon and yeah, um, uh, John Shane is saying that he thinks Haruhi and Konata were voiced by the same voice actor in both the sub and the dub. Yeah, I think uh, that was the case, right? I believe so. I yeah. thought the Japanese Japanese was uh, Yuki Nagato and Konata, but I could be off on that. That might be because there was a lot of references of her as Yuki as well. Um, we could look it up right now. I mean, it wouldn't be that hard. <laughs> Um, do you have anything else you want to say about it? Oh, I still have plenty more to say about okay, go ahead. Show. Go for it. I'm going to, I'm going to look this up real quick. Then you have like the whole, there's like a short segment where, um, uh, Tsukasa, Konata, and their two big sisters, they went home and the two big sisters were fussing at, at, um, Sorry, not Konata, Kagami, for not getting getting some supplies to make some make a meal that she found at a restaurant. So at the whole time you see like the like a dynamic of who's receiving what attention. Tension and je and sibling jealousy throughout the situation. So so how that escalates in the jealousy and bickering bickering you kind of see it come together at the end where they finally make the meal then oh surprise mom and dad are home then all of a sudden everyone's delightful mm -hmm. um then you get more of the more of the quote-unquote otaku 
aspect with Konata and her father. Father liked the whole commentary of how the stores will do do stuff when yeah when stuff airs, and apparently primetime anime airs about the same way as Fox Animation airs. Those with those damn baseball games always ruining everything. Okay. Um, one more thing I will say is that another thing that probably would have helped me to to enjoy the show a lot more is if I didn't have this pregnancy the at the terminal yeah. stages of it itself. You know, I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more uh, not having to deal with that because that's fair. I will say that because uh, okay. you're bringing up a lot of good points. It's like, yeah, I did enjoy that, but at the same time, I just had all this stress going on that it was just kind of like. Um, held behind. So I want to I want to bring up uh, real quick. I did I looked this up. The Japanese voice actor for Haruhi is the is the also the voice actor for Konata. The Japanese voicer for Yuki is also the voice actor for Minami. Same same with the English voice actors. So Wendy Lee is um, Haruhi in the English one, and also Konata and Michelle Ruff is Minami and Yuki Nagato. So, wasn't Wendy Lee also in Buffy the Vampire Slayer? My dad was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Was she? <laughs> I'm not kidding. Will you bring up a picture of it? No, how you said it was hilarious. I'm not kidding. I'm I'm, I know you're not kidding, but how you applied the statement. It's like someone saying, uh, my dad landed a plane. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even show, kidding. Show it. Show it. Okay, hold on. So the, so what got you down more about this was not the, watching. I'm showing the. the I'm showing the, the image right now. Oh, you're showing it. Wait. Oh, really? Yeah, for one oh. episode. For one episode, uh, though. Yeah, as the claw. I don't know. I don't know if the character actually had a name, but yeah, this is my dad in in uh, vampire makeup. <laughs> you can tell. You can tell based on the hairline. <laughs> he's got he's got this massive like widow's peak style. Anyway, yeah, it's not that bad of a widow's peak. Well, he is wearing a wig too in this. Uh... Anyway, so I'm I'm looking up real quick other the other characters from Harhe. To see if uh, to see if the other what was her name Mikaru? Yeah, yeah, that's the pink-haired girl's name. Oh yeah, there's something else that's been bothering me with the show. With this show, every once in a while, either entering well, you sometimes entering a different short, they the girls keep commenting about something being stinky. Either being around something, maybe it's a boy. I think Sebastian was considered one of the stinky well, that, items. I love that that she called him Sebastian. Yeah, because that's a reference to Black. Uh, I'm assuming they're referencing Black Butler. I'm not sure if that was around I, back then, because this was like 2006, 2007. Let me look it up because I thought that they, I thought that that guy was a voice actor in uh, the Japanese. Um, you, you were probably right. Let me look up Stephanie Shea's Mikaru in the English one. So the voice actor in the Japanese one for Mikaru was 
in Lucky Star, but just as a random character in okay. episode 23. Uh, let me check the English one real quick. H-I-J-K. Sometimes, lucky Star as Akira. Yeah, so she was the she was the Lucky Channel girl. Okay. There were a lot of references to the to the Mekara beam uh, gag in yeah. Haruhi. Still surprised you don't like it, but that's your own. Judgment. I didn't. When did I say I didn't like it? Okay, I just said fine, I didn't love fine. it. <laughs> fine, fine. You don't find it up to your taste, but it's watchable. How about that? Yeah. Um. Let's see something else. Oh yeah, the there's a spinoff series called Miyakawa Ke no Kufuku. Uh, at the end, towards the end, you'll see like this blue-haired character and this tall pink-haired character uh -huh. fuss, fussing about making the whole train ride to come to the school festival. This is a this is another series from this from the Kagamine Project, Kagami Project, or Kagami Yoshimizu. Mm -hmm. So another, oh, wait, uh, this is. So when did Lucky Star come out? Uh, Lucky Star, let's see, the TV series. That is, it came out in 2007. Okay, so yeah. Um, Black Butler was the following year. But, but, Longer, though. the voice actor for Sebastian is in Lucky Star in episode 20 <laughs> as Daisuke Ono, so it's not the same guy. Anyway. So the manga started back in 2005. So yeah, this is this is literally I am as old as the as the characters of the show then. Wow. Um so lucky channel. I like the whole calamity of the situation with that. My thoughts on the karaoke versus live action segments. I much prefer anime to stay animated, but after watching the show, getting watching the show, watching more of the live action parts, especially after the OVA, I start to feel like I know these voice actors during this whole play. Essentially, um, I want to address the chat real quick. So, first of all, in FDDNM, I'll catch you later. You're probably already gone, but see ya. Um, See you later. Uh, wants to know what the most expensive anime we own is. Um, I think we went through that in the first podcast. Yeah. 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 We we went over that before. Yeah, so if you want to you check out, one. if you want to check out episode one, go ahead. Uh, it'll all be there. Uh, oh, something else that I should have brought up way earlier in this. Um, out there, I bought the domain name for ocapodcast.com. So if you ever want to find the playlist for it, it, it just it just redirects to the YouTube playlist. Um, but uh, there's that. And then theanimecollector.com will redirect you to the channel. Uh, I bring this up because I tweeted that out. I just I just like, hey, just FYI. When it uh, I have my Twitter set up to automatically post to my Facebook page whenever I tweet something. And when it posted to the Facebook page, it it changed <laughs> the URL from ocapodcast.com it changed it to the YouTube link <laughs> so it's in on Twitter it makes a lot of sense hey just FYI uh, ocapodcast.com will take you to the to the podcast playlist and then on Facebook it says hey just FYI 
T.O.C.Y.B.U.F. that will take you to sleep. <laughs> anyway, I thought I'd bring that up. <laughs> so should we move? Uh, our, I, I, um, I was going to ask if we should move on to Dallas, but you probably still have more to say about Lucky Star. Um, if I have anything more extra to say about the TV series, I'll just write a review. I okay. think I've gotten majority chunk. Then we get to the OVA. Uh, ooh, this... This is a different beast for me because the dog played a pretty big role in the OVA compared to oh, the yeah. the anime. The, the dog was there. It was weird. You have to keep in mind I watched the OVA first, so there in the anime, but it just like once or twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and that mega guy says he wishes there was a continuation of Martian's su successor Nadesco. Well, they randomly made an OVA. So yeah. it could be possible. I mean, they're bringing back Full Metal Panic. Um, yeah, but I can understand Full Metal Panic a little bit more just because that already had three series. And it's and it's about to get a. It's going through the whole Bandai treatment of the first season, getting three compilation movies. Yeah. All right. So for me, on the Lucky Star OVA, you have it's in three parts. You have two parts sentimental. Story one part, part uh, more involved action, if you will, action and silliness. Then you have the live action ending, which I found hilarious. But yeah, the dog, the dog part was very sentimental. Mm. Well, it didn't have, like you pointed out, it he was there, but not really mentioned. But as they, as we kind of explored more of her. Mansion, mansion, and what the dog goes through. It's it kind of leaves on a sad note because you know the dog's about to die. They don't say it, but like the symptoms of a dog reaching that old of age, like not eating from the dog bowl, just burying random food, even though there's fresh one, fresh food there, wandering off. So. You have that. I didn't. I didn't pick up on that because I've never had a dog that buried food. Well, that that's fine, but that's another way to look at it. Then yeah. you have the have the Wally Wall game, which uh, you have. You have Kagami side and Sukasa side. The whole tension is them playing playing volleyball, but. Uh, but it focuses more on Sukasa this time because she's always like a step behind her sister, mm -hmm. which right. it intensifies because she might win, which yeah. I won't spoil what happened there, but it's one of those bittersweet endings, endings that leaves you to, to remember it quite well. Yeah. I definitely should not have watched the OVA first. <laughs> hey, hey, apparently I started Nietzsche Joe on episode zero, which... Everyone scolded me right afterwards because apparently I'm supposed to watch that at the end, even though it's just a re. It's like As Among a Dio, the short movie that's just yeah. a five. Well, I'm glad you said that because I was about to start watching Nietzsche Joe <laughs> on my own. Uh, yeah, it's like As Among a Dio, the short movie that just yeah. abridged the first episode in five minutes. Yeah. Uh, then you have the Cinderella dream. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Oh yes, you 
do. It's on the cover. She turns oh, right, into right. me. Miku, yeah. Her and she gets back in her witch costume to cause yeah, havoc. Yeah, yeah. I well, I don't remember Cinderella at all, so I probably just Well, that's how didn't... that's how her magic just went away. It's past twelve. Right. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, the screen that was censored. Yeah. No, they they censored there's a lot of bleeping and it's like oh, all yeah. they're doing is a lot of times just bleeping out license like a name. company name or something. Yeah. Yeah, they can't afford the license. But it was in the Japanese dub and the English dub. Yeah. And it's dumb that you can't just say something, you know? Well, like, there's no reason why... You, like, in America, the law would let you just offhandedly say something, you know? Yeah. Then I, again, you have the whole JoJo's Bizarre Adventure where apparently a common word is echoes. is a, You can't say echoes, even though that's a common verb. But why? Why not? It, because it's an album cover, kind of like White Album is a Beatles cover, even though that is the most blandest name for a title of a band cover that you can get. It sounds more like a wedding album, if anything. That's so dumb because characters in JoJo are literally named the Ario Speedwagon Foundation. <laughs> yeah, which that's perfectly fine to say. <laughs> anyway, continue. <laughs> oh. Oh, man, the dream sequence I had, I'll admit, I had more fun with it because you have Kagami and Konata do their common bickering like they do mm -hmm. through the show. However, Konata has powers that will right. get the stubborn girl to go out and do something like her right. family went out to did. Um, so what was awkward was she turned into the twin-tailed twin girl from Fate Stay Night. Rin? I don't know her name. Rin. Rin Tosaka. Yeah. I hate that I know that. <laughs> um. So that is it. It on my part. Well, I don't have much more to say about it. I think I've iterated everything I wanted to say about um, Lucky so Star. I want to. I want to address this comment real quick. That mecha guy says he's been wanting to watch Toradora, and he wants to know if I recommend it or if we recommend that series. But. I, Go ahead. Want me to go? Yeah. I've seen it. I have no idea why in the world people are crying at the end because, well, ruin it's. It. Hmm, you go ahead and ruin it. No, don't ruin it. I haven't seen it. Don't uh, ruin it. Okay. I enjoyed the romantic comedy of the situation and how the characters worked. What I don't understand from other people who ball their eyes out is it has no. I won't ruin it, but there's no reason to cry over something that isn't well, drastic. Well, well, how about how about this? Do you recommend that he he asks if we recommend it? Is it worth watching? Just say that. Watching. I say it's worth watching. Okay, Another so, similar to this might be Maid-sama, but not I, as silly. Hey, that was that was rough for me to get through. Really, I watched it with my wife. Oh, was, hey. Ugh, didn't uh, didn't like it. Did not like it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hate it. Another thing was like I felt like I was wasting my time watching it. You know, 
Now, just mm-hmm. real, real quick about my Toradora experience. I bought Toradora the year I got married. I got married on July 4th. I still went to Anime Expo with my wife. We bought it at Anime Expo the year we got married, so like the day before we got married, and we watched it. Um, we watched like the first disc on uh, on our honeymoon together. So, so I'll say that I haven't finished it, but I I, um, I have watched part of it. I recommend it. I don't remember anything about it other than that the girl is super short. But uh, I remember I remember liking it. Um, so let's talk Dallas. Dallas. First thing I want to say, I love the typography change in terms of the color and the style that they did for the DVD so oh, yeah. much more than how it looks in the show. Oh, well, not to be confused with Dallas, with what's the <laughs> point of having Dallas if JR's dead? Um, yeah, I remember suggesting this on uh i can't find the post which is killing me but i messaged uh somehow i messaged discotech to release this i gave like a paragraph explaining that it was first ova to maha maharu oshi i think you replied to a post and that's why you're having trouble finding it is it wasn't a post you made so it's so hard. We we looked for it for a while. You sent it to me at one time, yeah. Before we started the podcast, and I think you sent it to me through a Google Hangout. So we lost the link because it was in the chat, not in the Facebook chat where it gets archived. Yeah. But yeah, basically, you you suggested that they license this, and they did. Um, before go before we go into it, a similar to this would be well. Venus Wars or Jinro. Maybe Jinro, a little yeah. well you can see you can see this being like the how we can work up to creating that series. Yeah, because it's from Oshi, who also did Jinro. Oh yeah. Um yeah. so maybe um, little... real quick, I, I forgot I just saw it here and I, I totally forgot to watch the pilot film. Yeah, it's not much. It just explained how civiliz how human civilization can advance to create a lunar colony on the moon, which right. in um, real life, we don't want something on the moon. We'll dirty it up. <laughs> Released in four parts, uh, starting in December, 1983, Dallas is an early directional effort by the great Mamoru Oshii, uh, which made history as the first anime OVA ever created. So this is the first to DVD <laughs> uh, movie, I guess you could call it that. Yeah. For anime, um, first direct to home video anime. Um, it beat it beat a uh, Osama Tezuka's Green Eyed Cat, which he was trying to experiment doing it, a similar idea. However, if you watch the documentary on the DVD, which I only went only was able to watch half of it, mm-hmm. uh, him and right. Him and the studio, which I believe is Parrot, Pier- wanted to experiment. Piero. Piero. Thank you. I've been wondering how to pronounce that for a long time. Yeah. See, I, I have this distinct advantage because I, I speak Japanese to a degree. Um, I've taken like three years of it. So I I cannot tell you how frustrating it is for me. Um, like Mr. Nice Guy recently put out a video. And uh, he did a video on, interestingly enough, another Oshi movie. Um, Urusei Yatsura 
movie two, Beautiful Dreamer, mm -hmm. and he calls it period. And I'm like, dude, it says right there. And I'll, I, oh, that's hiragana. He can't, yeah, but in the hiragana it says piero. Or, no. or actually, no, that's um. I'll go so, by with how you pronounce it. However, that's a trick statement because they spell it in English. Well, yes, but but the way that they pronounce it is based on the, how they write it in Japanese, and it's okay. P A R O. That the R O T, the T is supposed okay. to be silent. Kind of like kind of like how I, how I go about watching the preview to find out how it's pronounced. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, also, we, speaking of which, uh, Paul. How do you guys pronounce K-On? Is it K-On or K-On? Because <laughs> trick statement there is the show pronounces it both ways. Anyway, so back to Dallas. Um, back, back to Dallas. Uh, also, a similar, in the vein of a scientific way of presenting a show, this would also rival Mighty Space Miners, except this has more of a, this, this is more complete than Mighty Space Miners. Um, all right, so main gist of the story. The main character reminded me a lot uh, in terms of character design for some reason of Hikaru Ichijo from Macross. Really? I, I, for me, he reminds me of Amuro. From uh, the Gundam. original Mobile Suit Gundam? Yep. I have only seen like the first two episodes of the original Gundam. Um, so you do remember... I, I do remember what he looks like, and I can see, now that you mention it, why you say that. That guy? Yeah. Does his hair change? No, well, his hair doesn't this, change. He still has the same uh, lock. He's like this Jufro. <laughs> well... Shun, the character we're talking about, which is this guy right here. I have no idea if you can see that properly. Shun. His name is Shun. Shun. Um, his how they written the character was very similar to Amaro. He's he's okay. a tinker. He's able to figure out how to use stuff in a much versatile way. I, I was. I meant. I meant the establishment destroyed his family. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, I should have clarified. Then you have Dog, the cocky guy who's in charge that wow. has opinions against the establishment. Then you have, what's the white-haired guy's name? <laughs> I, uh, the, 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 the guy, I remember his dog's name was Geronimo. <laughs> his red spectacle dog's name was Geronimo. Sean's ideal. Alex. Alex. All right. And then the, the girl's name was Melinda. Melinda. The blonde girl. And then the, the other girl was Rachel, I think. Yes. Which I feel bad for the whole time. Yeah. I, it's like... I'm, okay. The situation is you take Amro, Fraubo, and Sela. It's as if Fraubo's been... To, been defending Amro this whole time, but Amro wants to go sleep with Sela, who doesn't really well, have much actually, to do with Actually, once again, Hikaru Ichijo, Lin Minmei, and what's the other girl's name? I don't know. But you get what I'm saying. Like it, I that get was, what you're saying. Yeah, so uh, that's kind of what I felt. That's kind of how I felt watching it. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I. How they applied. I didn't, I didn't love it, but I also, I, when I watch an old anime like this, I appreciate things that are not really relevant to the actual story. Right. I appreciate older anime for the visual spectacle it is. When I watch it and think somebody sat there and drew that, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. And I and I I appreciate the amount of effort that goes into. Especially in uh, anime like um, Crusher Joe, there are a bunch of like chase sequences where the entire background is being redrawn in every frame. You know, oh, yeah. and it's like these these, and it's not just that you're moving the background; it's that you're doing it in a three dimensional space. And the mind behind the hand drawing that that has to be able to do that perspective, it that to a huge degree. Um, well, if you look at this, the weapon animation, they did, they excelled a lot there. In in regards to Dallas? Yes, because if you think of the physics of the situation, if you have bullets, yes. bullets with gravity, it will fall down. If you shoot bullets in space, the ca casing will just go up in a vertical. In yeah, some sort of vertical but line they did have... Or vector. They really overdid that shot where the bullet casings oh, were, yes, were yes. bouncing down the stairs. That got an audible laugh out of me. How ridiculous that was. Oh. I mean, it was insane how much like it was, it was like um did now did it also was it also funny to find like these ultra realistic animation perfect to a point then out of nowhere some background characters doing like this horrible animation flaw that yeah that happens a lot <laughs> um you can tell this was an experimental project hold on, hold on. that's weird you're gonna give me that back guy says guys this is weird but you have given me a good name for my female lead character for a book i'm writing which name <laughs> Melinda, Rachel. What other names did we come up with? Dog. Lin Min May. Alex. What other <laughs> Alex is the guy, I mean. but yeah. But it is a general neutral name. <laughs> oh. It, that mecha guy, uh, when you're done writing the book, if you get it published, um, send it send it to us. Every time I hear Melinda, see, the thing about Melinda for me, I can't help but think about Melinda Gates, Bill, Bill Gates' wife. Oh, oh. I, that's uh, for me. That's what the popped in my head. Um, but yeah, if you if you actually publish the book, um, send us a copy, and we'll do we'll like read it and talk about it the way we do the uh, the, the anime um, stuff. <laughs> That'd be fun. So, for the story of Dallos, mm -hmm. how each episode is applied is very reminiscent to old sci-fi sci-fi short reels like Flash Gordon or some sort of Lensman variant. Right. So yeah, I, I can't really get kinda... over this cover. <laughs> so sick the way they did the graphic design on this thing. Anyway, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it down. So, how it's <laughs> how each scene is presented, it's kind of like a newspaper clip. You're just kind of reliving throughout this whole conflict. Which might turn a few people off, but I can kind I I get what they're trying to do with it. It was an interesting storytelling. The way that the way that the story was handled was it different, and it was it was. I can see it be slow paced for a lot of people. 
let me put it this way. There's a reason that not a lot of shows approach it the same way. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason that there's a reason it's not the tried and true standard of storytelling. So as we're talking about Dallas, uh, to me, when I first took a glance at this mechanized God, as they call it, one at first glance, it kind of reminded me of the face of imperfect cell for some reason. Then the more I kept looking okay. at, it looks like an aviator mask on Malcolm well, Aviator pilot. Uh, it kind of reminded me of um, in Alien, in the first Alien movie, when they go to. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the call on this other one. I think we can. Uh, here we go. Alien movie when they go to the uh, what are those called the Prometheus. Not Prometheus. I mean, yes, in Prometheus you see it more up close, but they, the architects, is that what they called them? In the original mm -hmm. Alien movie, they go into the cockpit, and you see a lot of the stuff, but you have no idea what it means. And that was the point of Prometheus, was to sort of show and, and kind of like answer all these questions from the original Alien. That's what I thought of, was sort of the design there of, of the... I think they called them the architects. I forget what they called them, but um, the pilot in the cockpit kind of thing. Um, that's that's the vibe I got out of the Dallas planet uh, face. The engineer, the space jockey. Yeah, that's that's what ah. it was. Not the architect. Um, I hate to admit this, but for the Alien series, I've only seen movie two through four. <laughs> well, two is the best one, in my opinion. Um, one, Three. two, and great. Three is... Three, Three's there's no reason they for killed Newt. I liked four. Which one is that? Three is that the one with Ron Perlman? Uh, meh. I don't know. No, four, four is the one that's on the prison planet? No, that's three. That's three? Three's on the prison planet. Four is the one that revi revives Ripley as an alien clone herself. Yeah, that's the one with Ron Perlman. Um, yeah. The guy who plays Hellboy. Uh... Yeah, that one is stupid, but it like it's one of the okay. That one is stupid. It does but something, it, but it's uh, the thing is that when it came out, there was a time where you could say this is the stupidest Alien movie. That is no longer the case <laughs> after Alien versus Predator. You'd think that they would go with the Dark Horse storyline where they're on the frozen planet and the yeah. Predators raising this girl to become one of them. We are getting so far off topic. So from far Dallas. off topic from Dallas. So how, but, tell, but, tell but, me your uh, opinion about the skiing robots. I can't believe this. I just oh the ones that they look like uh, the the not the at at the what are they called the the not the what are, the you talking about the long two legged things they were using right. Yes, in uh, the Sea of Nostalgia, Part Two, that they used as decoys, I think, or was that the real ones attacking? Uh, I couldn't tell you. Hold on, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna. Oh, where is it? Here it is. I'm, I'm gonna rejoin the call real quick and show you what I'm talking about with the. Sorry, I'm... all this stuff happening over here. I'm gonna screen share on this other computer. Screen share, share. Here you go.
this is the space jockey. Well, let me jump over there on my end. Okay. See what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, um, I forgot what we were talking about <laughs> the two-legged robot. That the skiing <laughs> robot. Something about it reminded me of either the first episode of Mobile Suit Gundam or the first episode of Macross. That's fair. Uh, keep in mind uh, from I what feel special. Like I I God, I'm like I'm, I can't I can't separate the two in my head about what happens. Do they have a similar opening? Because in the first episode of Macross, Ichijo gets into one of the cockpits of the thing. Or no, that's that's Gundam, right? That's he gets into. Ah, how does it go? Okay, one you're no, right on Macross. Two for Mobile Suit Gundam. For Amuro had to go in the cockpit of the Gundam because he was about to get squashed by Zaku. So he quickly got into his okay. father's vehicle, read the instruction manual, which for some reason people keep forgetting, then learns how to pilot while while rereading instruction manual and moving forward. Okay. Yeah, which, so that mecha guy is saying that Macross is the one with the two-legged robot. Yeah, I, I remember that much more vividly. Uh, Macross... Macross I'm was sorry, a really you have humanoid robots and you're saying two-legged robots. I, <laughs> you can't say that. Okay, but two-legged as in, uh, they look like the ones from uh, from Star Wars that, okay, that yeah, were on Macross. the Ewok planet. Long two legs and then the cockpit. Because you, you haven't reached that far in Gundam for the big Zam. Right. That is correct. Okay, anyway. All right, so Delos. Um, a little bit more from the special feature. The original concept was let's take Gundam and make Legos out of it. <laughs> really? But we don't want to do a toy product placement. But we don't want to do a toy product placement. Let's let's experiment with this uh, direct to DVD. We'll call it OVA. Yeah. Well, back then they probably called it OA. OAV instead of OVA because that was the original title they gave it. But uh, um, they said OVA in there. Really? Because the, because back in the day, I mean that's what it's known as now. But back in the day, they called them OAVs. But then they changed it because people were confused and thought it stood for original adult video, not original video anim, right. not original animated video. So uh, they switched it over to OVA, so it stands for original video animation to. For whatever reason, that that helps people to to differentiate them from adult titles. Um, uh, so one thing that I really liked about it, and this is just this is just Oshi shining through a little bit. First of all, the yeah. guy the guy's attention to detail is really intense, um, uh, especially on movies like Ghost in the Shell too. But the thing about uh, Oshi, there's a couple of really really incredibly animated scenes where they're loading guns with, with uh, ammunition. Yep. Like that, like I said, I appreciate it on a different level as somebody who's sat there and drawn 2d animation before. Uh, I really appreciated just the detail of a guy holding all these bullets and getting the bullet from being in a pile in his hand into the position of being in, in between his fingers and loading it into the oh, magazine. Yeah. 
he and had like to do. It was really beautifully animated. Not only that, but also um, loading the the actual uh, loading it into the barrel and everything it was just. It was some of those scenes were he really had, well animated. He had to do special research to know right. how to do that, since Japan has this whole gun ban. But the thing also is that Japan is crazy into firearms because of their gun ban. Yeah. You know, so there's like, they have all these, um, like they, they make entire lines of replicas over there that load actual like ammunition, the cap firing bullets. They look just like real bullets, but they, they load in everything and it just, they have a lot of, um, exact replications that are produced for the Japanese hobbyists. Um, so it is very, it was very pleasing to see because also, and this kind of goes into like with ghost of the show, which this isn't necessarily as much Oshi as it is, you know, other people involved in the projects. But, um, one of the cool things about ghosts in the shell is all the, the fake firearms like, uh, Sebero and Mateba or whatever, and all, all the, all the guns that they invented that, could be legitimately real guns. They're designed with all the firing mechanisms and everything of a real firearm, which are not nearly as complicated as people who've never shot a gun seem to think they are. Um, but they actually designed them to, to be usable in real life. Like if they, if they could make a line of several firearms in real life and sell them, like they would work. Um, and it's just really cool to see the, the amount of detail and like that, because there's a passion behind that, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. um, I love it. Like I said, there's I I love it when I'll buy just about anything. I'm a sucker for anything that's either clever or where you can just see the passion. Like somebody is so passionate about something that you can see that come through um, in the uh, in the product that they're making. So things like um, gunsmith cats, just the level of detail in the cars. Uh, and the guns and stuff that Kenichi Sonata does, um, I'll buy it for that. Or, for instance, Berserk. Any panel and any issue of, uh, of the Berserk manga is a work of art because... Um, oh, yeah. What's that guy's name? How am I forgetting that? Ken Kentaro Miura. That mm -hmm. guy, just his, his attention to detail. You know, you can tell that he has a passion for anatomy, not just human anatomy, but, like, the horses, the tigers... Just all that stuff, the the um, the way that he draws and how he shows the the mechanical movements of uh, suits of armor, you know, all that stuff. You can just see that passion, and it just soaks through every page of that manga. And that I'll buy anything like that because it's just that passion. When you see it, it gets you excited for the project. You know what I mean? It gets you excited for what you're looking at. Um, so I like what's your, what's your two cents on? going back to the scientific aspect of like the depressurization differentials causing them to explode inside the spacesuits and also well let's go over that first well scientifically speaking that's kind of, i i don't think that that's exactly true but they were throw like you said, it's a bunch of sci-fi stuff. Th that was kind of like uh, established sci-fi lore, like from uh, Total Recall, kind of thing. Yeah. Or um, they they even kind of did it, and it was a little bit more believable pressurizing wise in um, Macross Plus. You know, but uh, 
I would have liked them to actually have explored that threat more in Dallas. What do you think? Yeah, yeah that kind of jumps back to, well, first off, if you, there's a difference, there's always going to be a difference between movie explosion and real life explosion. There's not much excitement, excitement in right. real life. Um, that, yeah. That's Car- why I have real, all this massive core instead of a whole different mess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so you have that. So probably if you want to be real realistic, you may lose your eye. If it's that bad of a pressure differential, you may lose your eye or quickly have blood just run out your nose. Yeah. Like in, uh, Macross plus, but if the guy's eye, like it. It's, you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I wish I hadn't said anything. <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to it now. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> you have that going on. Uh, them acknowledging that that the atmosphere changes. Granted, mm. probably a probably well a hyper fantasy, but at least you know the details there. Then you also my second point also have like this this uh, kind of referring back to where the China. The Chinese, when the emperor's men would invade or the bandits would invade, they would take like common tools that they would have to defend each other. Okay, you get um, what I'm saying? Like how the that was that was how the ninja was. that was how the ninja clan. Yeah, they they basically took the idea of the Japanese ninja and they like took it and futurized it because yeah. the the thing about ninja weapons. For the most part, uh, the thing about ninja weapons is that they were farming tools, like like the scythe, you know, and all that. Those were farming tools, and they developed an entire martial art and everything behind. Um, or maybe this isn't necessarily specifically ninja, but more. Um, I'm saying martial more, art. Yeah, more just like the that that. Uh, the martial arts in in well, like you brought up China, but yeah, it's a good another good example is that they built their martial arts around the tools that they were using in their farming farming communities as a way to de- to defend themselves from like the imperial um, government and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, that that was interesting to see them do that, and it was also an interesting way that they showed them kind of coming up with that idea of, huh, I never thought about using mining equipment as a weapon, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, it was kind of dumb, but at the same, it kind of worked, you know, the yeah, way that they established it. Because uh, it seems like, like, if you were using that every day, you would have thought of that. But from a storytelling aspect of, of being able to get the audience on, on board with understanding that these are not weapons, it's not like, it's not like the, they're just letting them have all these, you know, super robot weapons. It's that these are mining tools and that they're, they're using them as weapons. I, th- I thought that was, I thought they handled it well for, for how old it was. Okay. For character introductions, except for the ones that they want to focus on, like Alex, Shun, Rachel, Gramps. Gramps. How'd you feel about these other characters like Max and, uh, darn it. Melinda just jumping in there in the next episode. I know that's going to be off-putting for some, but I I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it, but I kind of thought it was 
a little bit funny that all of a sudden my best friend I've always known, known for many years is right beside me fighting with me. Ew. Yeah, the, it. I liked the. Let me put it this way: when you watch it, it feels unsophisticated. It right. feels amateur. Like the people putting the story together didn't understand the tried and true methods of making a story, but there's some charm in that, you know, like when you watch things like game of Thrones, um, or if you read the books of game of Thrones, it's an intentional deconstruction of the Tolkien esque fantasy on purpose. Right. Um, this doesn't feel like it's on purpose. Let me put it that way. It doesn't feel like it was intentionally on purpose done. It feels amateurish. I don't think it was amateurish. I think that it was an intentional decision. Well, but the way it, the way it plays out feels unpolished, unrefined. Let's right. put it that way. Um, what what we wouldn't get unless you watched the special with the interview. By the way, uh, Mamoru Oshii looks like a grown-up version. Grown-up Asian version of the Campbell Soup Kid. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the best way I can describe it. Let me ask: Does he have his blinking shirt in the in the behind-the-scenes interview stuff? He's in the shadow most of the wall, from what I see. Oh seen. no, the connection's getting kind of bad. Oh. Danny, Danny sent me a message on Facebook saying that YouTube's giving him errors. Yeah. Okay, you're that's back. You're back. You, you, for a time. second, for a second, um, it was acting up. Quickly answering that mecha guy. Guy, what's the most common trope cliches that you guys are tired of seeing in anime? I'm tired of the main character punching the ground. It's about the same as Adam West stabbing the sea and family guy. It just doesn't do anything. And why is everyone yelling in monotone? I kind of get you get different voices in monotones. But come on, ADR director. Make it sound like it's in stereo or a normal talking voice. Well... If you want to call it a trope, I'll just bring up harems again. There's a lot of those that I just like, like I'm done with it. I'm so done with it. Okay, you know? fine. You can watch well, all the let, high host highest club that you like. Well, let me put it this way. Um, oh My Goddess, I think, is one of the most overrated shows ever. I can't stand that, that lovey-dovey, okay, no real I, problems in a relationship kind of show. I hate Okay, with how that show is written, though, they can't just end it. You wouldn't have the show then. Have I ever told you about, like... Let's the... get back to Dallas before we oh, continue yeah, on. You're right, you're right. Anyway. Okay, so... The resolution of the war. Yeah. Or this con- really a conflict. Um, I kind of found... For me, I kind of like the whole, he explained how everything was going to happen, like what people were doing at the end, which that's something I would end up doing, which is people will resume their normal life. Right. However, they affected the big people that are behind the whole conflict to begin with. Yeah, I thought that it was really interesting, the ending shot, which is also the cover of the, the DVD. Oh, yeah. When they, when, they, when they revealed that, that was... That was I the graveyard, the, I'm assuming. That was the graveyard. I think that's their sort of message that they were trying to deliver. Yeah. As, it, you, 
once again, going back to your amateurish comment, I still say this is experimental than amateurish, but yeah, well, it doesn't I'm, really again, demonstrate the whole. What message. I'm saying is it comes off as amateurish. Right. I don't think it was. I, I think you're okay. right. I think it was experimental. But I think to people watching it, because it's experimental, because it wasn't a developed idea that was fully flushed out and done in many iterations and perfected, it comes off as amateurish. Okay. Oof. I'm getting my verbs mixed up. Uh, well, what questions you have for me or want to point out? Um, I think I've, I've basically gotten through everything. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I, f I finished watching it last night, and uh, it's one of the reasons I'm so tired right now is because it, I finished watching I had this I had this moment where I was on episode three out of four and I dozed off during it and then I woke up like two minutes later and I was like gosh where was I? Like what part was I at? You know? And that triggered like me catching my second wind, which made it impossible to go to bed for like another two hours af afterward. So I finished it and then went to bed at like two thirty in the morning and then had to get up super early to go to the hospital. Yeah. Um so I'm like totally out of it uh, in that regard, but um, so before we end Dallas, your thoughts on the red spectacle dogs? Well, let me let me real quick say uh, okay. there's a part where like you were talking about how they'll start the next episode and it's like oh then this character's there kind of thing. There is a yeah. part where they had it was it turned out to be gramps and it was it was very i, I thought this is probably going to be gramps but they're they're standing around the character like oh this character is hurt okay so it's okay so alex meets up with them in the like sewer area and then right. dallos starts to like react and it causes that like earthquake basically yeah um so the next episode gramps is injured from stuff falling and everything or whatever and right. he's like on his on he's like on bed rest right but you never see who is actually there and the whole time that that's going on i was thinking i wonder if alex is the one that they saved and then i'm like no because gramps was with them it's got to be gramps but i thought it would have been really funny if it had ended up turning out to be alex because i could have really shifted the dynamic of of who's on whose side you know yeah but i, I want to bring that up now with regarding the dogs um yeah the, the early prototype of the Red Spectacle Warrior. Well, the thing about uh, Geronimo in that, like, suit with the, uh, like, all the thing going, like, in and out of its veins, you know, yeah. like it had all the pumping stuff. Uh, I That's another thing that I specifically thought, like, some guy had to sit here and draw that, <laughs> you know, every frame of that. <laughs> um, so that's that was my thought. I, I thought that it – I'm – one of the things I like about Oshi is that he does explore dogs like as a like that's it's not super common like it's not as common as you might expect everything else is real character driven and he kind of creates characters out of dogs which is sort of interesting sometimes he does a lot more with it than other times but it just it's fun to see it's kind of a good change of pace so yeah. I, I liked him and I liked, I liked the names they gave him like Geronimo and whatnot. It's all the one I remember. And then very, um, very, very English names, by the way. Yeah. I, I named, I named this episode of the podcast. Remember Bartholomew. That's a, that's go. a reference to uh, a chant in Dallas. 
um, that never really came up again. And and Bartholomew yeah. seemed to have no bearing on the story at all afterward. So I guess oh. it probably shouldn't have named it that, but I'm going to keep it because I got to find a name for something, you know. So, I gotta uh, find a name somewhere for it. Well, I know people will will be thinking where we might be talking about One Piece. Oh, is there a character named Bartholomew in One There's Piece? There's two characters named oh. Bartholomew, which might be related. I don't know yet. It's the for those not familiar but kind of know the characters. The big uh, the big bear guy that's part robot that separates the Luffy and crew. Then later on. Luffy's worshiper with the green mohawk and I guess pig nose ring. Huh. I may have watched like two episodes of One Piece. You total. don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, that reminds me though something we were going to talk about. I think I sent it to you in a link. Uh-oh. I'm looking for it real quick. Um, there's an Amazon exclusive Dragon Ball Z box set coming out on Blu-ray. Do you have a price, or do you have to look at Funimation.com to get that? No, it didn't. It didn't have a didn't have a price yet. Um, okay, Final I'm going to try to pull it up real quick before we move on. Go ahead and wrap up uh, what you want to talk about. Final thoughts for Dallas. I enjoyed it. It's a decent action flick. Flick. The message is sort of there, but sort of not. It's kind of written in an abstract. I can see some people not liking it due to the pace and how partial the story is put together. I'll say I wish the dub had been on there. Me too. However, the dub would have been a 45-minute episode, which now I'm even more curious to know how that yeah. would have changed it because they might have spliced up things to create a more concise story or somehow just create some batshit crazy storyline to quickly sell something. All right, I found the uh, thing. I'm going to rejoin the call over here real quick, and I'll show it off. Okay. Just so you guys know about it, I kind of feel like this is another thing similar to the uh, to our little pact with the uh, Kickstarter stuff, that it's just important to know whenever there's an exclusive item you're not going to be able to get later if you don't get it now kind of thing. So I'm just going to join the call real quick. Yes, I agree. Join. Oh yeah! After you show that, can you bring up the Seven Seas link? Uh, oh yeah, yeah! I forgot about that. Okay. okay, so here's the uh, here is the Dragon Ball Z seasons one through nine Amazon exclusive. Um, so it's the seven seasons on Blu-ray in a chipboard art box. Slick. Um, not, not, oh, wait, wait a minute. I was going to say, it's not the image I would have put on the spine. Yeah, I would have put, like, the three main villains around it, then the top picture. Yeah, because like, when the, you put it in, Goku. it's going to be this, it's going to be this image here of Piccolo fighting Android 17. Yeah. Uh, which kind of sucks, because this one of... Trunks fighting Android 18 looks much better. <laughs> um, and it's also, it's going to, if when you put it in, it's not going to have an end label here. So yeah. that's kind of frustrating. But how many? It's seven. Seven Blu rays. Kind of get away. You can kind of get away with just turning it the other way because, wait, is it seven or is it nine? I think it's nine, nine DVDs nine, sorry, to, the, nine. to the length. It's yeah, really it's nine seven, to the length. Of, nine. I cannot read. 
No, I'm saying that nine. Oh, yo, it does say seasons one through nine. Oh, that's perfect. That's a, that, that's. Where did I get seven from? I keep saying seven. Well, anyway, um, there's seven Dragon Balls. Let me grab some. Yeah, maybe. Let me grab some real quick. I'll show you what I'm talking about. Alrighty, alrighty. Now for the chat. Chatty, chatty, chat, chat. And nothing's changed. Ooh. Yeah, so looking at this, what he's showing me, I don't know if you're looking at me or there. So he has an ad for Vampire okay. Vixen and Fuzzy Lips Blu-ray. Yeah, I know. I thought that was funny, too, that the uh, customers also viewed, uh, and it's it's a bunch of porn from uh, oh. the Blu-ray releases for... Uh, Media Blasters new. I can kind of understand that. I think they're putting some money in for more advertising. What's throwing me off well, is the South Park season five. Well, what's like, funny oh, is that have something that I might have clicked on those things. I don't know. Well, not on this. I don't know. Am I logged in? Uh, I'm not even logged in. It must not be always, anyway, um, always wanted. Uh, no, no. So uh, not ADV. Look at this. Is the set you've always wanted? No, no, the one I want is the ADV one. Yeah, this is the Harmony Gold one. Yeah, I have um, the so other one. Okay. This is stop talking, Ari. <laughs> this is nine DVDs, right? Now, right. Nine DVDs is the amount you need so that it, this way, basically, this this is almost a. Uh, there, let me show you that way. Okay, I'm just going to click on my camera so it stops cutting to you. <laughs> um, with nine DVDs, you could you could basically put them in this way too, right? Because it's nine DVDs is the oh right. I've got to I've got to <laughs> in order to keep the box taut. I have an extra thin pack in here. I forgot to put that in there. But um, nine DVDs is the is the amount you need. It basically it's a box. It's a square. It's it's a perfect square. That's what I should have just shown, right? So what I was getting at is that on this, because it's nine seasons, you legitimately could use any side you wanted to. It looks wrong, but it is basically a box, right? So you right. could use any one of these that you wanted to as your spine is what I'm trying to get at over here with this real convoluted way of saying it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Well, hey, at least anyway, um, the 60 DVDs right behind you. What? Yeah, well, at least, hey, it's a lot shorter than the 60 DVDs complete set of Urusai Yatsura. Oh, yeah. AKA, yeah. Yeah. Is, okay, there's another question. Is it Loom or Lum? We say Lum. Okay, I always thought it was Lum, too. I, I, well, I don't know. You, I don't know. Watch the show. Tell us. Wild up. <laughs> um that may yeah we're we're about to wrap up i think that mecca guy i appreciate you guys hanging out um i'm exhausted right now it's just i yeah, really I, need to get some rest i as i said earlier in the podcast i took a i took a, a nyquil in the middle of the day and it's just kicking my butt right now uh anyways so let's uh I'll leave the call. Let me quickly computer. say something about Dragon Maid. Uh, I just left the call. Okay, I'll bring it up. Hold on. All right. Sorry, Sorry about that. I, you, I what are we going to watch next? Death Parade. Death Parade. Ooh. The show with the funny dancing at the beginning. I know nothing about it except for what Duo has 
told me in his uh, review or his his theory video about Death Note and Death Parade being connected, which they technically kind of are. I totally just closed the link I meant to open. Come on. This should be easier. Why is it so hard? <laughs> Got it. Join. And share screen. It's some right. guy. Yeah, there we go. So if you scroll down slightly. Okay. So you have volumes one through four of Miss Kombayashi's Dragon Maid. Then a volume for then a pre-order for volume five. Well, one through four completes Miss Kombayashi's Dragon Maid. It ends right there. So okay. this volume five. What this is telling me is they got the spinoff manga, and it's probably either going to call it either Volume 5 or change the name totally to what it's supposed to be. That's something that was throwing me off. That's something that might be throwing people off. I have I finally completed this. This recently. Yeah, I haven't. So I'm really, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it, but I haven't, I haven't started it. I can't wait to own it. Uh, yeah, that's what so I, mean. I am psyched to see that the spinoff is coming. I hope more's made. I think yeah. it. I think the creator was taken by surprise how well it was. Um, I think it's. I think it's the meme ability of it that is that is doing it such a great service. With Kona, what's her name? Kona Chan. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, or is it Kana? I say Kona. I don't remember. I think it's Kana. If it, I think I'm thinking of if Kona. It's from Kana, Kona, it would be K A. Yeah, isn't it Kana? Isn't it, it Kana. isn't it spelled K A N A? What? Who are you talking about? The the pink haired little... girl with the the girl in um, Volume Two's cover. Oh, let me go back to the shared image. Oh, <laughs> I already I already left the call again. Just click on. The I'll link. I'll answer that next time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, we'll I will find that out. So uh, we're ready to wrap up. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot. I think the creator of Lucky Star is doing another manga, either right now or eventually, about a Higiki Mori that I've been excited to dig, read what into. What is Higiki Mori? Really? That's a neat. A neat. A neat. You don't know what yeah. a neat is. It's a person it, who stay who has everything delivered to them and they don't leave the house. Yeah, I got it. I, I just I'd never heard the Japanese term. This is like the NTR Neto Rare thing from, from last podcast. It's like I'd never I'd never uh, heard the other term for it. I get it. Um, okay. And and and, um, and it's almost it's almost no different from already having done Lucky Star <laughs> with Konara. Yeah. <laughs> she goes out for for school and stuff. So um, she does work. Yeah, not true. So um, for next podcast, which is going to be not not this next week, but the week after. So it's going to be, I think, the first Thursday in October. First actually, Thursday in October, and right after AWA. Ooh. Right. So Thursday, October fifth. 
My daughter is scheduled to be born, by the way, just in case anybody's wondering, next week on Wednesday at like five in the morning, we're going to be in the hospital um, for a scheduled C-section. So that'll be Wednesday, September 27th. I'm going to try to watch all of Death Note before she's born, or sorry, Death Parade. No, so we're I was watching. About to say, your goals are pretty high there. Why? It's 26 episodes? 12 episodes. 12 episodes for Death yeah. Parade, but all of Death Note before she's yeah, born. Yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah, so we're going to be watching Death Parade uh, before the next podcast. And I'm just going to reiterate, since uh, a lot of you guys didn't um, didn't hear about this when I talked about it in the beginning, and I have to be careful with what I say because it's it's I'm like walking a line on YouTube's community guidelines when I say this. Uh, but I've had some issues with my with my Death Note first impressions video getting demonetized, um, and it's incorrectly been flagged because it has the title death in it you know the word death in the title so if you guys look in the description i've got a playlist in there um oh i never i forgot to explain i'll have to change the description to 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 explain this but there's there's two videos in the playlist because the looping um is better to have a second video to offset it so that when they audit the views to make sure that somebody was actually saying that it, it basically fixes it so anyway if you guys want to help out i need to get to I need to, I need to reach a thousand views in a seven-day period, and um, I just want to give it one more go before I give up on trying to do this and just let that video not, not make any money other than through, um, through YouTube Red people. So, anyway, um, John Chang says, "Have you seen Welcome to the NHK? Because it's mentioned in that show. The the uh, the neat the yeah. So um, I." You probably have the original. I have it. Well, it's over there. I've got. I've got. You can't see it. I've got. Um, Welcome to the NHK. Uh, the but I have a release or uh, the Funimation release. I have the art box with the six individual DVDs. Which one is that? Well, I got the Funimation. Uh, oh, the horrible, the horrible style box. Yeah, the boxes that you don't like. It's made from Gonzo, so. Oh, before we leave, one more thing we should bring up, just just so that it's said. Um, Augie and I were, I mean, we weren't. We were just inquiring. I had been talking about Bailey boxes, which, if I can find one. Well, I just remembered another topic before we can leave. Okay. Well, surely there's one. I mean, I know that there's Helsing right there. I can grab it. Well, I do. Well, I you do have, have one. Well, yeah, I have I my strawberry eggs right oh, here. Right, right, right. Yeah, so show show them like pull it out so they can see. So the the yeah the um a ba this is called a Bailey box. Um, it's a plastic case that has the insert sort of like folded into the plastic, and then you put the DVDs in in there, right? So, um, I had learned long ago that those were called Bailey boxes, and. Uh, I never questioned that that's what they were actually called. And Augie and I were talking behind the scenes and he, he inquired, like, am I sure that that's what they're called? Cause he thought that, that the chip was another name for were Bailey boxes. And this yeah. was just some plastic thing. Right. So he, he thought that chipboard boxes were called Bailey boxes. So I inquired about it somewhere um, on a Facebook uh, group 
for anime collectors. And I tagged Sean Kleckner, who's the CEO and owner of Right Stuff. Um, I tagged him in the question and he got back to us and he actually told us something very interesting, which is that they are indeed called uh, Bailey boxes. And if you're unaware, the only company that's ever released something in a Bailey box, to my knowledge, uh, is Genion. And the reason why is because the person at Genion um, who invented the Bailey box is John Bailey. Uh, so the name the name comes from from that. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. Something interesting we learned a couple days ago, and I thought it would be fun little knowledge for you guys to have. Because um, you know, as collectors, we're it's just something that would be fun to know. Anyway, did you say you had so, another topic we had talked about before we leave? One more that'll feed my ego quite well. Oh, last God, weekend that live action Dragon Ball movie. Three live action Dragon Ball movies. There are more than three. Okay, so we're both right. I was referring to ones that have been released over here, um, but I I didn't think I didn't think that there were more. I felt like I would have known about it. Augie is right. There is a third live action Dragon Ball movie, but it's not an official movie. Okay, it's like Neither. the. Um, it's it, they it's it's a bootleg movie with bootleg releases of it that do exist um it's called Dragon Ball Goku Fights Goku Wins or something like that yep. it's is it korean or it's korean it, it, you what you just said that is korean to a t even though yeah. it's getting okay <laughs> so um there's a there's a release in Spain god I'm going to I'm going to share this screen instead. I'm going to hold on. I, I, I want to show you guys. I'm looking for this this movie uh, officially. Okay, if you guys, if anybody finds it and knows where it is, it's called the this, the release in Spain is called Dragon Ball Zero. Not Zero Verse Sting Autocorrect. <laughs> it's called Dragon Ball Zero. Here it is. I'm going to share screen here real quick. Share. Okay. So it's called Dragon Ball Zero. This is what it looks like. Uh, it's from Trash-O-Rama distribution. Uh, as you know, as you can guess at least, they, they release a lot of trash. Here's the uh, full cover thing. Now, what's funny about this, again, this is a bootleg movie. It was unofficial. They didn't have the rights to make it. Apparently, the release is also a bootleg. And what's really funny about it is that behind the live-action Goku, yes, this is what he looks like. By the way, this movie's if you want to watch this movie, it's on YouTube. I don't think that there's subtitles, though. But behind him, you can see Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, and tucked away right here, Dragon Ball AF, which was an April Fool's joke. So it's not even yeah. using official artwork from Dragon Ball. Oh, man. Anyway... Was that, I was presenting just then, right? Yeah, I must have been. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Augie was right. Um, there is there is a third live-action Dragon Ball. Um, there are actually like seven or eight, if you include all the fan-made ones that are listed on IMDb. Uh, there's, like a, there's a Metal Gear Solid one called Metal Gear Philanthropy. Um, that's another... It's an unofficial, but it's more of a, it's like a, this was a non-profit fan-made one. I've been waiting for them to put that out on DVD, to be honest. Um, obviously, they never will, 
But uh, they got shut down. Um, this is I'm really just going off on topic here about Metal Gear Philanthropy real quick. They the people making that got shut down, so they never were able to make Philanthropy two. Um, and Hideo Kojima was like tweeting about it, like can't wait to see the sequel. And it's like we've been shut down by Konami. <laughs> One more thing that, that they've done to ruin uh, every fan's experience with with games and whatnot. But mm, anyway, I'm, I'm not going to consider the fan stuff because. At that point, do you consider LARPs of the filmed LARPs of the of Dragon Ball Z considered into that? No, but I'm but you know these are fan made movies right. with um like there's the ones by Robot Underdog, I think it's called Dragon Ball Light of Hope, which is a YouTube series. Um, there's 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 a bunch of them and. There are little short ones, you know, that are just like, oh, okay, we did a live-action fight scene. But then there are ones that are actually like, we are telling a story, and we are following conventional storytelling principles of, you know, um, actually having a plot and actually, you know... So the you, it's one of those things where you, you don't really know how to define it, but you know it when you see it, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So there are a bunch of them. Um, but the only ones that have been released officially over here are the two that I have, um, Dragon Ball, the magic begins, which was released twice, uh, once in the original one. And then they got a bunch of money and added a bunch of crappy CG to it. That ruins the movie. Uh, that's the other release. And then Dragon Ball evolution, um, which is a hot mess of its own. <laughs> anyway, um, I think that is it for now. You got anything else you want to say before we wrap up? Fully. Good night. Eat. Good night. Eat your vegetables. Don't run over anything that'll get you in trouble. And make sure that you get through that homework that you should be doing. <laughs> I love how Augie always ends with that, even though uh, he's the only one who doesn't have work tomorrow. <laughs> like we, we, the schedule of the podcast is situated around when he has a day off, and it's like everybody else is is forced into a Thursday night. He's like, yeah, I've got school and finals and stuff, but you know, I'm watching the podcast and he's like, Oh, don't you should be studying. <laughs> anyway. All right, you guys. Well, thank you for watching. Um, again, thank we'll you. catch you again on October 5th. And uh, for the next podcast, we're going to be watching death parade. Um, and we're probably going to have duo review guest on that podcast just because uh, we've sort of been planning to talk about it this whole time. And uh, it's going to be an interesting podcast because my daughter will definitely be born by then. So we'll see how that goes. Anyway, we'll catch you then. Thank you guys for watching and uh, see ya. Have a great week.